Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 187. I feel like there's been a few weeks now where I've been like, we just got back from a big family dinner. I think it's been like three of the last, last four. Week. Last week. I think last week and then the week, two weeks before that. I think you're right. I think because the two weeks ago I was able to go to badminton, so that's how, that's how we figured it last out. Last time Korean barbecue, this time Italian down in Scarborough place we hadn't been before kind of a between point between the family members scarborough we were is helpful information to most people who listen to this probably right? not well there's some uh, there's some canadian there's listeners. some locals i think the most are in the states still yeah hello american friends american it's friends. family I, day I here in ontario american friends family day weekend so it's a long weekend and and something tomorrow perhaps? nba all-star game yeah yeah <laughs> Sound like you. So yes, my it is my birthday tomorrow. Maybe hey, today by the end we record. We are releasing on your birthday. So and by the time we're done go recording, out to this guy because it's yeah. nine forty three on Friday night. It could very could well. very well be your birthday. Because yeah, I would so. love to say I think it'll be a quick one this week. No, but don't jinx it. Yeah, Just let it happen. It always is not quick. So. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I think I've mentioned it on this podcast that uh, it's not every province in Canada that gets Family Day. Isn't it? But we do, I and it's know. always my birthday. So yeah, my birthday, I remember once. I think it was 2018. I don't remember why I remember the year, but the one time Elimination Chamber was on your birthday. Cause it it's always usually right. close to your birthday too. I said and always usually. That it doesn't. I'm a work. huge NBA fan, and their All Star Weekend. Me too, brother. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. love that sport ball. Sport ball. Can't get enough of that sport ball. There's one thing I like in life. Yeah. So yeah, we get a long weekend. Um, basketball game for your brother tomorrow and Sunday, which is good because I need to get out of school i hate it and so you much. and your uh some of your buddies from out of town are maybe stopping by tomorrow so that's yeah, what you're I think, up to i think we're sleeping over at somewhere yeah not here the other house that is local yeah you don't want to mention his name for the legions of fans i mean it doesn't matter but fans just... i don't even like that word i say listeners because mm, that that's... fan comes from fanatic and there can't be human beings that are fanatical about us if they are be. i either would like to question them heavily, uh, uh, heavily. or not meet them it's like a cry for help that's at some level i feel like if you're a fan of me you're doing life wrong so you had chicken parm tonight and you said it wasn't as good as mine so that was nice to no, hear that's fine the i maybe it's just because i'm used to it but like i just i don't know i just never find it as good and i got a day before my birthday i guess my timu order came <laughs> with stuff for you timu your brother is highly questionable and me. but it seems to be okay the the prize the crown jewel of the shipment was a poster we have it's, a cat with uh, a very strange name and toast a toast who has been in the studio occasionally but not really she's a legend she's uh, a she legend. has a youtube channel <laughs> from when you were way a back kid. when um so it was I a think cat poster to do that a cat a chubby cat which some would say our cat our is a full figure but like she's a full-figured gal yeah that's that's the probably way to go yeah it. um not crazy but like yeah. so it's a large cat and it says and it, toast and it, it says with, toast. it's got like a bread around its neck or something like that right but nonetheless mm-hmm. it was meant for us so we got it among other things but mm-hmm timu shipment that's exciting radio right there uh anything else exciting badminton team's firing up next week you're going out for that yeah on tuesday so right when i get back heavily promoted right that's right um and then yeah you had to change your shift from work and whatnot so yeah that that's okay it, it worked out nice looking forward to a long weekend i don't know what plans we have outside of your brother's basketball games but i don't really care can do nothing and i'd be happy mm-hmm. i don't know anything else you want to discuss or should we get into this uh I know no, you I love was, I was going to mention the badminton thing, honestly, but you, you, I think you covered that. Bantering is your favorite. I mean, Bad Batch is Wednesday, which I am actually super excited yep. for. We, it feels like you've been saying that. feels like it's the same as the build to uh, Roderick Strong, Orange Cassidy at this point. Six, <laughs> six weeks? I, I've been excited. The trailer looks sick. I saw a clip it did. of it. I'm I super happy. And I, I, 
I'm a crosshair guy. You are. Right. You are. But that's that's sweet. Yeah. And nothing else really. All right. Well, let's get into it then. Our very first segment, wrestling related, is where we will talk about some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, so I would say it was a slow news week, but I, I will never complain about that ever again because some of the fast news weeks we get are not That's fun true. to discuss. <laughs> Especially in recent times. So yeah. a slow news week is just fine because it's kind of things are back to normal. So ratings, first of all, NXT 650,000 viewers, exact same as last week. Very little movement you'll see in either show. Earned a 0.17 in the key demo, down 10.5%. So that is significant. They won't be thrilled with that. AEW Dynamite. The two shows we focus on, Dynamite being the second, 811,000 viewers, so up 0.8%. So basically the same as well. But their key demo went up 7.1% to 0.30. So average viewers, very, very similar and a little bit of movement in the key demographic. What do you have from this packed week of news? Um, So I guess one of the more interesting ones to me, and it's most people wouldn't care as much, but is that Tony Khan tweeted on Valentine's Day that Dynamite will get a new set after Revolution. So that's nice. That's yeah, you've been noticing. They've been recycling the collision set yeah, for this year. Getting um, lazy. I like that they're doing a new one. I'm praying for tunnels. I do miss the tunnels. I love the tunnels. And that's, TNA brought back the tunnel. That's something that was always unique to tunnel. AW. And um, I, I always love that. I thought the heel face thing was like, at first I was like, that's kind of weird, but I actually like it. I like a lot. it too. And it's just, it was a cool look. I, I always loved the tunnels and I, I miss the tunnels dearly. Like when they came back for Dynamite 200 last year, I was legitimately like so happy. Like it was a returning wrestler that you were a big fan Honestly, of. Honestly, like it was a returning hero. So um, I really hope it's tunnels and like maybe some, it could be some new setup with tunnels. Don't get me wrong, but I want tunnels. That system would be super useful for the indie shows we frequent most because you know how we never know. First of all, we don't get the names where we go because there's no Tron or anything. So unless they have their names on their tights sometimes, and then it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're heel or face. Who am I supposed to well, cheer and for? And then like sometimes they would go, they would like, remember Danson always, he was inconsistent with it because yeah. he was like kind of in between. And then also sometimes they would go, they would exit, like they go into one of the tunnels and yep. then it'd be like kind of a tease. Or yeah. Cody never came out of a tunnel. Right. Like things like that, I was always, was always kind of interesting. Secret heal people. Yeah. I was right. Things like that are always interesting, you know. So I, I, I like that. Um. Anyways, I just, I really hope the tunnels, because again, like we say, we like this to feel like an alternative, and to yes. me, the tunnels were something different because they've gotten super heavy on LED screens in the last year, which I understand. Which, and but it feels it high budget, but WWE -ish. and like I hope personally that we get rid of the LEDs on the ring and the and the barricade because that to me is wwe and i just i don't like that yeah i never liked it on the barricade because to me like i guess it's the same with the ring too it's just you only do it on the hard cam side but to me it's weird with the barricade because mm -hmm. it's just this one side it's like i i just don't like it so I'm i really hope this is aw kind of resetting in general i hope this year's really good and i hope they me too the new look and this new look will be in time for our Toronto show, which is good. Yeah, so that's cool. As long as the new set's cool, it'll it'll look nice. Be in person for us. Indeed. Uh, sticking with some AEW news, we have become fans in our limited exposure to her of Queen Aminata, and she has officially signed with All Elite, which I think is a... That's a, good. I, we on like paper, her. a smart move, but like she's cool. Don't screw her up. Get her on TV and don't mess it up. You've got starting to get quite a talent pool on the women's roster and mm -hmm. 
I, that's especially, I mean, we do say they have too many people, but especially on the women's roster, you're going to need that. I think they should dedicate like an hour of ramp of not rampage of collision to them or something, which again, we don't really watch it. And I, that, but that actually might get me interested in it. If they were like the second hour is going to be all women all the time. Um, it would help a lot because I would actually want to follow along mm -hmm. with their stories. That would be good. Enough. Yeah, I mean, I would like some on Dynamite, of course. But then at least if yeah, it's you can like, still do what you do on Dynamite. If there's some focused women's wrestling on Collision, then it would kind of excuse the lack of it on right. Dynamite, and right. I think that would make sense. And then also, then there's a reason to tune Collision because then I feel like that's an exclusive. Where to me, it's like it would be interesting to me, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt me if I wasn't seeing. It's like the tag division and everything being over there. Mm -hmm. It's like I want to see that. You know, how about that? First hour's tag division, second hour's women, dynamites, everything else. It would appeal to me. I don't think that that's like a good broad marketing strategy, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's interesting. Because it's it, like, where's the single stars, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's worth a try. I don't know. I feel like Collision should have some overlap because then you obviously need to. I just they're feel, already struggling to sell tickets. So obviously we, right. they need to think. But so much stuff, divisions seem underserved. Tag team, trios, women, all of that could use more focus, I feel like. But anyways, uh, what else do you have? Um, <laughs> the title for the news was Popular Presenter Released by WWE, but I disagree. Matt Popular? Camp of the Bump fame. <laughs> I didn't even released. know who that was. You mentioned I don't. No idea. I hate everyone on the Bump, so I could not care less. See you later. Some people like him. I find everyone on the Bump super annoying, especially him and Ryan Popola. I think they're like, like intentionally, even if they're not naturally annoying, they're like I don't pushed know. to be that way. But like it's I hate the show with a burning it's passion. Terrible. And I always have. And you know this, because it's like I feel like it's trying oh, it angers you. to be legit in a kayfabe world though. It's like it's like a radio show, but in kayfabe. So it's yes. trying to be real, but it's in the confines of kayfabe. So I absolutely hate it. Yeah, it's terrible. And I find every interview with a wrestler to be awkward. And like, it's just... Because they have to stay in character. But or, also or, not. Right. But they would never say anything to expose the business or... It's... I genuinely hate it. It lives in this weird... I saw... The last one I saw was they had like some TikTok guy on there. And I hate it. I hated it so much. Oh, it's just every time I watch the bump, I absolutely love it. You're not it. a fan. It's one sure. of my least favorite products. WWE does if, like, in terms of bang for your buck, it's the worst. Like it has, it's honestly. I to can't me, watch it. I shouldn't even talk like I know what it is because I can't. To me, watch here's it. how I could put it for you. It's like a weekly pay-per-view kickoff show. That's yeah. honestly what they remind me yeah. of because they're so unbearable to watch and there's no value. And then what was the show that did such a great job after SmackDown? Remember they would actually... Talking Smack? Yeah, when like Daniel Bryan went at that the Miz like the and stuff. That was like the only good thing cool. though. The yeah, Miz and I Bryan know. one because those shows were... They had Raw Talk and Talking but Smack and those were a waste was of awesome. time. That bit was like, it's so good. It's crazy they buried it on like a show like that. I, I don't know. know. But anyways, um, he's gone. I don't care. You can throw away the whole show and I'll live happily. <laughs> Uh, injury update from NXT and not the parking lot. Actually, I shouldn't say that because neither of the injuries have been specified. It's Idris Anafe and Nikita Lyons again. So Anafe was in a segment this week. I'll talk about NXT later. But apparently he got hurt in that match I really liked with Axiom and Fraser against Blade and Anafe. Mm. Not, and not, again, no specifics, but he's expected to miss significant time. Same, no specifics for Nikita Lyons, but how long would you say she's been in NXT? Like recently? I think it's been, what, a couple months? Same for Cora Jade. But how long overall? Got, oh, how many overall? Years? Two? Probably 
around two, and like for sure two, because uh, okay, maybe not for sure two, but like two ish, because she was pretty early two point right? right? I seem to recall. So let's call it twenty months. Sure. Of those twenty months, how many months has she been healthy? You think? I don't know, but if they Half, are doing if they're even, doing the thing where they extend the contract due to injury time, she's here a while. It might not even be half, right? Might I don't know because it's been two significant leg injuries, and then this one I don't know what it is, but she's out for a bit. So, anyways, hope they get better. I'm not. I like Anafi. I like their tag team. Lions has never really. Mm-hmm connected with me but she's also never really around so i just remember her having matches with flash legend right that was, stuff that was not quite it. literally the stuff of legend the kids say that was not it mm. i only have one more um super happy news this week which we'll probably talk about again later but will osprey's first contracted AEW matches set for revolution confirmed and i it's if i would it's not something i would have predicted take I mean, your money take my money let like I'm serious, but like Osprey to Kesta mm-hmm. for Revolution is absolutely crazy. It is. Um, like, and I, because they're kind of affiliated, I didn't expect that, but I will take that any day of the week. That's enough for us to look forward to that show, regardless, pretty much. And of what else. there's already a killer main event. Sure. Right. But that that's the kind of match where it's like not on the level of Omega Osprey, but kind of in that vein where it's like that match is there. I'm watching the show. And for us who don't get enough to catch this specifically to get him on a big show with a crazy opponent in a singles match is, is awesome. awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah. super excited for that because they're gonna legitimately beat the hell out of each other. Two of my favorites in the world right now, and Takeshita mm-hmm. like super. He's awesome. I did see the, and I guess, I guess, actually, no, I'll save that for later because we're we'll probably talking about. And even Osprey, you haven't it. seen a super mega ton, so it's both guys are pretty no, fresh. To I've you. seen like enough of Osprey now to be. I'm a pretty big fan of him because I you used are. to not really care, but and I was always. Like, I think eh, super athletic. 2022, he really missing. got on my radar yeah. with the trios tournament and a couple matches in the the era of the first Forbidden Door, and then I feel like last year he really got on everyone's yes. radar because. Oh, complete now he had that world beater run and also my favorite match to ever exist in the history of wrestling yeah he's he's (laughs) awesome but so this is maybe a literal dream match for me because again two of my favorites going right now so um, it's awesome and um i guess oh we could talk about in house both and russell speaking of osprey the new japan matches we watched right you should uh we should definitely talk Talk about about that we We did watch two or three we watched danielson sabre two and sabre can't help it now this, the the uh, so called dog pound two. cage match, right? Sixty five yeah. minute job. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll circle <laughs> yes. back around to that. La- my last thing was that fightful. I was telling you they actually published the letter, and I saw the letter that members of the TNA roster sent to Anthem in support of Scott Demore. I think I really like that. The that, that actual, that's cool. The signatures or whoever the names were cut off. The one I saw, and I went and checked today, and I still couldn't find specifically who was on it. But, I guarantee Moose because it seemed he was pretty. But it was like a formal, organized letter, and it was like, I read you that one little segment, right? So it was basically like they thought that Demore was the exact perfect guy and that they're not super thrilled that it's not somebody from within the business who's in such an important spot, right? So um, anyways, it's, yeah, they're, it, the, the idea is they want to open the lines of communication with... I... I think that's I don't know that that's really cool because that's not something you see a lot, right? And if you're Demore, that's got to feel good because for sure. I mean that that's pretty crazy that they're it's they feel so strongly about it that they're actually saying something about yeah. it, and I think that does further the point that Demore is the guy that should be running that because mm-hmm. clearly he cares more than anyone else would, and he knows what he's doing, and I feel like Anthem should recognize that for sure. I know, and just like 
for him to be completely gone and not just like they change his title or whatever, whatever, just or they bring a guy in him, to work yeah. alongside him. Yeah, like even have him under somebody, but I feel like he should definitely be pretty heavily involved because he seems but to be again, the lifeblood of it. But again, he may not. He may have been vocal about the direction or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I but then I feel like you could. They could control that. They really wanted to, but still mm -hmm. have him like because clearly he's super valuable to that mm -hmm. promotion. So. so I mean, that's it was interesting for sure. When you said it was a letter, I thought it meant the letter that fired him. No, the letter <laughs> of hey, why did you fire him? And what? Mm -hmm. Why? Like we need wrestling people doing wrestling because yeah, because this weird it's the little universe of its new own. guy who doesn't know wrestling it's, and like which has happened before. There's a history of executives coming in who don't know wrestling and then it everyone hates it and the problem and it is, went, it's gone badly in the past like wrestling is such a weird like what else is like wrestling really it's this weird you know nebulous I mean? between sports and acting and right it's like, so if you're like coming from a, a you're a famous comedy half hour comedy show guy and now you're doing an hour-long drama well sure it's different but it's still tv and it's still but like and you like different sports, it's still what like else there's are you some things that come cross over. From and do wrestling, and it's going to be unless it's like the circus, maybe or something, right? Even like, then, I don't know. Wrestling, it's it's, it's just its, its, its own, own little thing. world, and and wrestlers get really, really protective of it. Sometimes, rightfully so, because I feel like one of the most in, infamous incidents was the Jim Hurd thing with Ric Flair, and like yeah, what was that ninety one, right? And because he was not a wrestling dude, and he literally fired Ric Flair when he was still world champion before he was supposed to drop the belt, and right. like. He'd wanted, he wanted, I think it was him who wanted Flair to cut his hair and be renamed Spartacus. That's right. I'm pretty sure that's so, right. So, yeah. It's really hard to explain the nuance of wrestling to non-wrestling people, right? Like, really hard? Yeah, which is why I think it catches so much flack from people, because it's just hard to get, unless mm -hmm. you just, you get it eventually. Oh my. It, Either you do or you don't. I, but. That's right. And if you don't, you're not, it's like, it's so polarizing that the they're it not is. interested in learning it. Yeah, it's really hard to get someone invested, right? It is. Um, but no, so I think that's interesting. And yeah, non-wrestling guy running the show, it's like it's always risky. I don't think it works most of the time. No. So if they're, if you understand, like, they could not have wrestling experience, but at least if they're a wrestling fan, like, yeah, yeah. have some idea of which how it works. Doesn't and... seem like this guy is because even like say what you want, Corgan is a wrestling fan, so at least he is. him running NWA makes sense. Do I think He's... it's good? That's another story. His take on wrestling is weird, but, but at yeah, least he's he a gets, fan of. He knows how it works. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I Anything know. else from you? I got. Uh, last one was Jeff Hardy suffered a broken nose at Rampage taping, uh, the one this week because him and Guevara upset. had. A, could, do you need the t the Kleenex yeah, box? You, yeah. Yeah. Um, him and Guevara had a no DQ match, and Guevara hit a shooting star, and Jeff got to his the knees up. Face. But he took an Aaron knee from Guevara to his face and broke his nose. Yeah. I saw some post match thing, like the, from like fan cam footage of Matt flipping him off and like Jeff struggling to stand and whatever. Uh, I don't care. Jeff was Jeff struggled to stand in a ring before. Yeah, that's true. It's not like it's so a new concept to everyone. <laughs> right. That's fair. If you know, you know, as you would say. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if, if wrestling you know, fans you know. know the well, TNA run. So, yeah. That famous incident. Honestly, he, the Who things, was he supposed to face in that match? Uh, Sting, and Sting beat him in like 50 seconds. Yeah, they had the like, audible and be and like, like... he shoot-pinned him. You are too wasted to... Bischoff perform. came and installed... I think the worst thing he did in that company is... It's that, it's the Victory Road incident tied with the belt. I think the belt... <laughs> Just creating The belt is belt. so ugly that it it's almost worse than what he did I in would that throw match. all of his uh, theme songs that he wrote into one big sack. I hear his music, and sometimes too. he'll post like reels of like showcasing his face paint, which is cool. His Hey, 
His, his face paint's talented, but like his music's so bad, so bro. Bad. Oh, I hate it. It's and bad. he thinks it's really good. That's the fun part. No, and I think worst belt competition is either that belt or the New Japan TV belt. That the one that Saber had for a while, mm-hmm. Sabre. It's I hate that belt with a burning passion. His it's music's so worse hideous. than Fozzie, and Fozzie's not good. Fozzie's not great. And I used to listen to Juice when I was like, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like now i don't know why right um but yeah no like i think no more words was one of jeff's things that's really good but that's not made by him like right. people love that theme but that's yeah. not made by him no ain't nobody talking about what's it another me it was one of his tna ones i don't know i don't know no one they were talks just about all those. like before cringy was a thing they were cringy um all right i guess we get into talking about <laughs> wrestling on that note it's uh in-depth look at aew's offering from this past wednesday It is our look at Dynamite. I'm confused. You don't have headphones on blaring some obscure wrestling theme song today. I'll do it. I'll do it later. It's weird. The headphones are there, but you're not using them. um, That reminds me. um, I have been listening to the War Dogs theme since the cage match. It's all right. I don't remember, but... I believe you. It's not the Bullet Club theme because I noticed I'm pretty sure the only people still using the original Bullet Club theme are ABC. So they're just going by War Dogs now? Bullet Club War Dogs. Because I heard them referred to as the War Dogs on that very lengthy match. They're Bullet Club, but they're Bullet Club War Dogs. Okay. Which is, that's like the new thing, I guess. But then we got Bullet Club Gold. (laughs) It's like Hard Rock Cafe, every city, you know, New York, London. Something like that. Something, Something like that. that. All right, talk about Dynamite. Opening contest, we got Jonathan Moxley versus Dax. There's no long form of his name, Harwood. Dax, Dax a million. Sometimes. Obviously. Dax Hardwood. I think one of the packages <laughs> yeah. on stickers is Hardwood. Yes. Which is awesome. <laughs> so um, I am a huge Dax fan. Um, slightly tarnished by his love of punk, but yeah, in ring, man. I've missed sort of seeing them because they're on collision and we just don't get to collision very often. But I will say I this, Dax. and I wrote this in my opinion. I'm really surprised we haven't seen this match before because yeah. I feel like this feels like a match I we would have seen in 2022 because that was when Mox had that criminally underrated interim run that we really enjoyed. And Dax and was Dax, singles And Dax, that's wrestling. when Dax was... Ha- well, Dax was on that killer FTR run with the three belts, but then he yeah. was having singles matches because that was the year he had matches like Claudio and Osprey. That was and- for like... Uh, a half or more, I was like, he's on my short list of wrestler mm-hmm. of the year. Never wins, but so I'm surprised that this never happened. I don't. I'm pretty sure it's right that this is the yeah. first time because that's what they said. And definitely, um, this is one of those. I know the outcome, but they're capable of making me forget. I feel like Dax could have pulled off an upset. I mean, maybe, no maybe shot. in 2022. Yeah, I, I mean, oh, yeah, Moxley. I mean, it's not like he's. I could see Moxley putting him over. It, uh, so not it with depends. no, not with nothing behind. That's it. fair. Um, there's some heavy chops from Harwood early on. Uh, Mox Cab pulls him into the post outside the ring. It was a set of powerbomb from Dax for two. I forgot he used to have that killer slingshot. Yeah, power that powerbomb looked snappy too. Mm-hmm. Um, Dax goes for a suplex, but they do that thing where like they both fall over the ropes and it always looks kind of risky. So neither but one releases like the vertical suplex and yeah. It always looks interesting for it sure. It looks ripe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somehow it's never causing any major no. injuries. I always almost like gas, but it works out okay. Yeah, somehow. Um, Strike Exchange leaves them both down. Later on, Dax connects with a big superplex, like full on top rope. All yeah, of those he muscles. gets all of it. Uh, clothesline stalemate, but Dax takes Mox down to the clothesline, locks him in the sharpshooter. Mox is eventually able to fight out. He follows up with the, those wrist capture stomps. There's a hefty power driver from Dax from near yeah, fall. Like, 
absolutely stuck him. It was crazy looking. Um, Mox kicks the middle rope into Dax's groin when he re-enters the ring, kind of like that Suolo blow kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And then he hits a cutter. Curb stomp and a pod driver from Mox for a near fall. The most perfectly beautiful sheer drop brain buster you will ever oh see from God. Dax for a near fall. It was like, honestly... I love a brain buster, and this it was, was it. Near perfect. This is like textbook. This is arguably the perfect. And the camera muscle. angle caught it. It was from the side. Beautiful. Like straight down. Again, like something if you're not a wrestling fan, like it's just it's beautiful. None of this, like they go brain buster and you go, wasn't it kind of a suplex though? Like this, this was, was all perfect. And it looked like it looked devastating, but also safe enough where it's not mox like Mox's fault. It looked awesome. It looked perfect. Um Dax misses a diving headbutt after that, and Mox is able to lock in a sleeper hold. And actually, Dax did tap too, which I thought was interesting because mm-hmm. usually that's like a a um knockout, but it was a tap. Mox is hanging on to the hold. Cash comes in and assaults him. No, he didn't pull out the Glock on him. Nope, no gun. Oh, sorry, the shotgun. No gun, whatever. Um Claudio comes down and attack Cash and hits him with a neutralizer. Mox locks Dax in a sleeper again until he passes out, and then Blackpool walk off. Yeah, we got a um, fast forward Jones from Taz in this. Remember the replay? There was like a little bit of a video error in the. So I don't know. He got that in. But yeah, really, really strong opening match. Like two veterans who really love to lay in their offense, right? Like as we used to say on this show, like they made an agreement. You know, they're just yeah. going to actually. And you, you know, it's going to be that kind of match too. Yeah, I, I love Dax in ring again. I don't get to see him as much as I would like because collision's just too much for me to get to. But. This got a lot of time, right? And really built and was a slugfest. Pretty awesome match. And the post-match, you're just adding some heat a little bit because these guys, are. it looks like they're staying involved going forward, it right? Feels, so. It was a pretty straightforward build to this from what I saw. Like, mm-hmm. it was Blackpool's, like, step up or get stepped on or whatever, you know, their whole thing. And then after I came out, then they brought on Collision the other week. Yeah, so it's going to give us, like, any combination of this bunch, right, is going to be good. So mm-hmm. that's fine. And it was the... It was the usual um, AEW post-match beat down and whatever, but that's what Blackpool does, mm-hmm. so it's fine. Yeah. Uh, super solid over and start us off. I, I enjoyed it. Um, good. Hard-hitting as you'd expect. And again, I'm surprised we didn't see this before, but uh, it was as good as I would expect. Mm-hmm. I remember like Dax for sure faced Claudio when he was ROH champ, but not Mox, I guess. Um, but this was super quality, some good near falls towards the end, I thought, and that might have been the most perfect brain buster since Pax Avalanche won way back when, because remember Pac a couple times hit an Avalanche brain buster and somehow didn't kill anybody? Yeah. Because that was perfect. It was amazing. Um, took multiple things to keep Dax down too, so at least it's like a strong loss for him, and Blackpool FDR next week sounds sweet. That's a perfect combination for yep. sure. Uh, and then we get Don Callis' family interview. Uh, Renee reminds us of Takesha's match last week, which is it's not something I want to talk about. <laughs> but this Next thing he... Yeah. Callis says, Takesha's so good. Nobody wants to wrestle him. Nobody wants a piece of Hobbs either. He says, Revolution is a huge show and Takesha needs to be on it. He says, The family has all the talent, so he's looking inside the family and putting Takesha against Osprey. That'll have fans talking for decades. I mean, I hope so, Callis. I hope so. Uh, he says, When his father would get drunk, he would make Don and his brothers fight for his amusement, and they would all be a family again afterwards. <laughs> and the same applies for this family. Yeah. I saw some people complaining about the setup for this. I was just going to say I'm torn because I love the match, obviously, all day. That is ultimately going to override anything for me. But with what we know of Callus, does this make sense? That he would put his own investments at risk for no... Not really. Like, but... I get that he's coming at it as Takeshita needs exposure, Takeshita needs to be on I guess it's kind of putting over Osprey because Osprey is like this world beater and... It's a big match for Takeshita. Mm-hmm. I and so I also saw people say this one post that was like, if 
Are they going to fail to capitalize on Takesha's momentum again if they have him lose here? Right. That's part of it, too. Which I thought was an interesting concept Can he to lose up. here? I think another question is, could Osprey lose here? I know. Who loses? It has to be Takeshita, and I don't I like it. I feel like it has to be Takeshita, and I don't like that. But I feel like it could be Osprey. Not in the sense that it's like likely, but that it'd be okay if that happened. So if it's Takeshita, it has to be like a 30-minute banger uh, yeah i want like everybody is just like this guy is i it? want a banger like we had what 40 something minutes with omega and osprey if you give me at least 30 with these guys mm -hmm. i will be happy like i want something lengthy here i don't care if that means we have less matches on the show i want this to be what i want it to be but it just feels <laughs> like to me straightforward what we know of callus like he'd be more likely to go sweet all my guys have the night off like yeah but or uh, like attack someone else to get to catch on the show yeah i don't know but um, fine with the outcome. I it, I the setup's a little shaky, but I'm again, my sheer excitement is gonna override this because again, an absolute dream match. I was already excited to see what Osprey would be doing for his first match because like Osprey alone, I'm like I'm watching the show. Right. Um, but this is awesome. I like I didn't expect it again because of the affiliation, but there's no complaints for me other than nope. the setup's a little whatever. But it's it's okay enough that I'm like this is gonna be sick. Mm -hmm. It just, I'm trying not to overhype in my mind, but it's, it's got such insane potential for me just because what I've seen from these guys with other people and just what they're both capable of, it should be crazy. And the line, like, what do you, what's the problem? Like, my dad used to get drunk and get me to fight my brother. Like, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah. And I mean, we know Osprey is always going to pull out all the stops because, like, even he'll go to Impact and kill it with Bailey or something mm -hmm. like that. So, uh, with Takeshi on a big show, it's, it can't be anything short of amazing. Yeah, like Osprey is not a selfish superstar. He is That's willing what I'm saying. to like, let the other guy. I feel like look good. It's not impossible for Takeshi to win I agree. because Osprey's not that kind of guy. Or at least if Osprey has to win, because they'll tell him he'll be like, "It's fine, Takeshi. I'm gonna make you like yeah, this is when, gonna elevate yeah. you." Yeah, it might be unfair Get to the rub, them, but like I'm already considering match of the year. Yeah, and that's just <laughs> that's like it's it is a little. Overhyped, but it's just the, their reputations precede them, you yeah. know. Um, like again, Osprey had my favorite match of all time, um, and Takeshita. Like we've, I've loved Takeshita since the first match I saw him mm -hmm. uh, way back I, in 2022. I wish we could go back to not seeing Takeshita because we I were so like. Wish I could, you know. Who just is like, this guy? That was. It's. I have that feeling with the Texas Death match and the Osprey Mega match. Like I, I would. I agree. I wish I could go back to the moment I watched that Takeshita Hangman match for the first time because just being blown away by Takeshita and it's it's so weird though to see him as that bland babyface now. I know. And I remember I didn't want him as a heel to with yeah. uh, Callus, but it's worked so perfectly. It but has. No, Takeshita's been gold ever since he came here, and I don't know why or how they plucked him from DDT because it's a weird place. Like usually they. They work with New Japan or like, you know what I mean? So, yes. but boy, am I glad they actually signed him. Cause if they didn't get Takeshita, man, where, what would I do with myself? Right. What would, <laughs> what would I do with my life if Takeshita was not wrestling in AEW? Cause he is, man, I'm so glad they discovered him. Cause he's, he's fantastic, but that's, that's enough Takeshita love for now. Next we get to talk about Wardlow. Yay. What a transition. <laughs> From one. Is that juxtaposition? I think so. I think so too. Wardlow versus Jobber. He did the knee drop thing last night, Powerbomb. Um, with the, his knee held up, which I did notice he had a knee brace. Sure. Which is also worth noting. Yes. Um, but isn't this, like, I think you're going to agree, because I know what we've been saying in weeks past. Doesn't this feel like a 
like a step back. He went from literally went, what I said was, and just like that, we're back to what I don't love for right. Wardlow. That is all. Like I was almost praising Wardlow two weeks ago, was I not? Yeah, it like oh, this was actually a like a little bit of a competitive match. It doesn't have to be a thirty second squash, but it can be like six seven minute. Guy gets flurry. You yeah, get like mad I thought his him. match with Trent wasn't amazing, but I thought it was perfectly fine. And like again for Warlord, I have like a decent match. It's important. I think. And the other thing I thought was weird was almost like Perazzo last week. Cole said like nothing. Yeah, why well, was Cole? You I put him honestly on commentary. forgot he was there. He wasn't even in his entrance. Was He's he? an awesome talker, and he said next to nothing. So I, Cole's a great talker. Yeah, I don't know what this really did it felt Nothing. like a step back for Wardlow again. absolutely and also to go on a completely stupid rant for no reason he didn't do the boom you're oh, supposed to do the boom wow okay that's a betrayal the theme has that's the boom. foreshadowing their break already that's what i'm saying this and i've been telling you i've wanted to like this faction okay but if you're not gonna They're do the bad. boom then get off my television. I right. could forgive everything else. You can Matt Taven the crap out of TV. You can Mike Bennett this and Mike Bennett that. But if you're not going to do the boom, then get it in my eye line. Fair enough. Because what the hell? Then use your theme, Wardlow, because your theme doesn't have a boom and then you don't have to do it. But if you're going to use the theme with the boom, you gotta you gotta boom. You shall boom when you're supposed to boom. You will boom when you are told to boom, damn it. All right? And uh, don't worry, I'll get to Taven because he didn't boom either. Ugh. Taven. He, hey, main event, he, Taven. Hey, main did, event player. He did solid, all things considered. Uh, I'm not going to lie. He did some cool stuff. Yeah. First but we'll times. get there. First time for <laughs> <laughs> Um, I compared it to, I'll, I'll talk about it later, but uh, Nicholas and Matthew Jackson arrive. They arrive in a white plane, st- uh, still wearing the uh, blood covered suits from last week, which I, I liked. That's yeah, a nice touch. And um, now I wrote, they've now switched the soul patches for facial hair. Good God. <laughs> Um, I'm still on the fence with the gimmick, but I do like the repeated change of the facial hair. It's amusing to me because it reminds me of the douchebag bucks we like. Because like, I just I hate the soul patch. It's awful. Yeah, I didn't mind this because they're it's just the the bloody suits are cool and they didn't really. Say I hate anything. that it's like getting all brown and disgusting. Like yeah. it's just gross. Yeah, <laughs> like it's the look, you know. I'm I was saying to you, I don't think we said on air they should sell suits like that, not with the brown blood, but like some red dried blood. Or on like there, you like, know how they make those tuxedo t-shirts. T-shirt, they just make a yeah, T-shirt that looks yeah. like a suit. I would totally wear that. That'd be awesome. Out of context, that like that's yeah. good stuff. Because it's out of context wrestling, it's also not inappropriate. Because it's like, I the shirts I really want to get from AEW are Bang Bang Gang and Rock Hard. Yeah, so that reminds me, I miss Juice Robinson dearly. Yes, maybe I can bring him up later. Um, next we get Adam Colbin versus Daniel Garcia. Winner faces Christian Cage for the TNT title at Revolution. And you called him Edge or Copeland. You did better than uh, yeah. Literally, Daddy Magic said we rewound it a couple times. (laughs) He said Edge is something something. He was climbing the ropes and he. I swear, like we we did rewind. I swear on my life, he said Edge. I'm almost. I thought Taz or Excalibur did later, but I think it was. No, uh, it was something else. else. Yeah, so I think it was fair enough. But like, I swear on my life, Menard said it. Yep. And, and we were, we were just to. like, oh, because oh, oh. you were literally saying not even five minutes before Correct. he's still edge. Like same theme, same nickname, same outfit, same Right. And if you're character. getting TNA, that kind of crap, like this is almost worse because I mean, you could say the same with edge. CM Punk, really. Yeah. But like, because on the other hand, then you have Christian doing the best work of his career, like top five AEW favorites right now, Christian's there. Yeah, man. Best, one of the best heels in Which, the business. on that note, it's, it was good to see at least he got back on TV, which it's, again, no Orange Cassidy title defenses, which this week he did wrestle, but he didn't defend mm-hmm. the title. No title defenses from Orange Cassidy. No Christian promos. What are we doing here, people? What are we? No, Takeshita is wrestling Jericho. I think now that Swerve's a face, Christian's the best heel going right now. Yeah, 
Swerve face ish tweener, whatever they're doing. With I don't. Them. We'll get I'm there. I'm scared. Too. I'm I'm scared a little. Little nervous. Um. Anyways, back into the actual match. There's a dragon screen from the middle from Garcia. He do was doing that. A lot. He was going after the leg a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. He locked in a uh not a Garcia an STF for a bit. Uh, superplex from Edge that they called an avalanche impaler. Agree or disagree? Yeah, it was the only not. reason they called it that is because they were like he gripped him like an impaler, kind right. of like that front chancery grip. But the then rest it was, was not. It was like I remember what it reminded me of was. Do you remember in remember NXT Super Tuesday? Vaguely, when it was like the soft. It's what do they call it? Like the soft soft, soft opening, opening, soft opening, or like yeah. the a test pilot or whatever. Yeah, for NXT switching to Tuesdays. It was, right. So remember the four way Iron Man match that they had? No. It was cross vacated the title as Balor, Gargano, Cole, Champa. Huh. Sounds like something I should remember. And then remember Cole and Balor tied, and there was a really cool finish. Yeah. And then the next week they had the match. So the finish of Balor Cole was Balor did an avalanche, you know, like the 1916, where he has in the front chance where he does like the single underhook. Mm-hmm. And he like, it's basically a brain buster, right? Yeah. He did it from an avalanche. It was like a super DDT. And I was like, that's not the 1916. Oh, I remember that. you being nitpicking Remember that, Splitting it's hairs like, on that. It's like when also Moxie did the paradigm shift to, remember, to Suzuki. And it, was a base, it was literally a suplex. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't. It's like the complaint we have with brain busters. This was not in DDT whatsoever. <laughs> so that, that was a bit of a tangent, but like it's, it's, it's all okay. related. Happens. Um, Garcia avoids a spear, gets a jackknife pin for two. Uh, then Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne attack both of them later on, and there's a no contest. Even though they attack Garcia first. Maybe it's close enough. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Um, Daddy Magic is taken out when he tries to stop Christian from using steel chairs. Chokes down to Garcia. Um, Edge stops a concerto to Garcia. So, like, we just give up. He's Edge. Um, <laughs> it doesn't help having a long last name, though, to be fair. It's true. Um, he takes out Wayne and Luchasaurus with the chair. He's about to go after Christian, Mother Wayne with the low blow, Wayne's World from Nicholas, and Concerto to Edge from Christian. Which I thought the camera work was really good on that, actually. Yeah, it, looked like, it, looked, it looked really good. I thought the match was more interesting when Garcia was in control. I I don't know what it is about Edge, maybe just like overexposure or fatigue, but his matches don't really do much for me. Like the big time pay-per-view ones, he usually comes through and I enjoy it. But like on a day-to-day basis, there's just not much Edge is gonna do that is interesting to me. And he hasn't lost a step like hardy or jericho sometimes but he's no, still not peak edge. i don't think he's amazing but i do think that he's like so i struggle with him because i i like you i don't love him but in the grand scheme of the old ones they have Correct. here he's, he's not the worst on the better end he's off the podium I think the lesser, not even on the podium of i think the lesser end for me it's sting jericho hardy's mm-hmm. then on the better end it's christian edge and in the middle you have dustin Rhodes because i think yeah. dustin Rhodes is solid yes good matches so i think i think he's in the middle but yeah no like i thought the same like i'm not a big edge guy in ew but it was fine like none of his matches have been bad but no. other than the one at world's end i don't think any of them i've really enjoyed i thought like when garcia was in control i'm like okay this is a garcia has some solid like targeting and, yeah uh and the post match stuff is like another AEW post-match whatever but it gets mm-hmm. Christian on TV and yeah furthers things because the sooner they get through it the more he can move on the no contest edge. was surprising to their credit though because I was betting on a Copeland they don't do win. that a lot yeah and I was just like I assume that it's Copeland wins we get the blow-off match too. so we'll see what they do with that because we still got a few weeks because they don't do DQs and no count and uh, double count outs and stuff like yeah that so that's fair they do all run post-match angles a lot but i i they don't do screw finishes like that yeah, a lot no they so don't. that that's fair um the beatdown was solid i thought the camera work was well done on the concerto and i am happy to see christian back on tv but he, crucially he didn't speak right 
And not only do I want to see Christian speak, but I want them to further this Luchasaurus thing because that segment on the first time of the year was enough to make my he should have just had a mic while the other two were doing all they were doing and just talk yeah no i we need i hope hopefully this leads to a christian segment next week because what are we doing people maybe it takes a while to write such a good promo and he's just like take needs time christian could do it himself at this point honestly i i trust let him lose free christian um then we get a recap of last week's events with swerve and hangman uh that match the aftermath and whatnot then we get to hear from joe swerve and hangman so first joe comes out he talks about them having that 30 minute match last week and ending in a draw he said aw made his match like texas bigger and dumber yeah uh, he complained about re- rewarding mediocrity which i love that yep. term uh and now he finds himself in a three-way match he says you can send your bright stars in the ring with joe but he guarantees both of them will limp out of the ring. He claimed there's no nothing anyone can do but him being the world champion. Uh, Swerve came into the ring with Nana. He said it wasn't supposed to be personal, but he feels like Joe's starting to make it personal. He spoke about how he's on his way to becoming one of the greatest of all time, and no one out hustles, outworks him, or outgrinds him. Uh, I remember outwork everyone. Was the, yeah, there you go. Um, Swerve said you should put some respect on his name. He said for 15 years he's been hoping one day somebody would think of him as one of the best in the world. I mean, he's, he's getting there. I think so. Um, he I said he's proving that today is that day. He talked about going to toe-to-toe with some of the best uh, AEW has to offer. He says this is Swerve's house. At Revolution, nothing will change, except he'll be holding the AEW title above his head. Um, then Hangman came out. No music, which should I be concerned? <laughs> he'll he'll. He's going to revert back the to theme. that other theme. I, I'm going to argue that that theme is so amazing. You keep it no matter what. I don't care what he's doing. I want him to have that theme forever. Stone Cold didn't change his. Exactly. He did. But one time there was one with the lyrics, but that is besides the point. Right. Um, that theme is perfect. And if anyone thinks otherwise, I will fight you. <laughs> wow. I will fight Strong you over words. this theme. Ghost Town Triumph is perfect. Um, Paige said he wasn't mad last week he said he signed a contract to determine number one contender for a match last week where the winner gets an AEW world title match he said that swerve was number one contender but he couldn't get the job and he wasn't the winner he said that he should face joe in singles but it looks like swerve was added to their match which amused me yeah that was funny um tage told swerve after everything swerve has done him he doesn't deserve more of his time um much less five more minutes which i thought was actually a solid like point Mm -hmm. which is why this the new dynamic confuses me a little Mm -hmm. um and Swerve couldn't get the job done. He said Swerve doesn't deserve to be in the title match, um, which is weird because he's like, on, on one point he's making sense, and then on one point it's like, it's heel logic in some regards. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it is. It's, yep. it's really weird walking the line. Um, Joe kind of pushed them both aside because they're getting in, in each other's faces, and he said, neither of them are going to take Joe's championship. He was like, you think you're going to pin him? No. You think you're going to pin him? No. He said, he's Samoa Joe and come revolution. He's whooping both their asses, and then he left. And it was just that attitude of like, no, no, I'm Samoa Joe. I'm not going to stand in this ring and watch you two have a, this big, long segment. Like, we're swinging this back around to me, and then I'm leaving, which I thought was awesome. Like, enough about you two. Here's how it is. I'm out kind of thing. I thought Joe was the best here. Um, Swerve, like you, like I said, I wrote down that Paige um, seems to have picked up a bit of the edge that Swerve has dropped. I agree. This, that was right? a perfect way to put it. Which I know Swerve's undeniably popular right now, but... It's almost starting to hurt him. Peak Swerve is the super evil, like we talked about it, like comic book villain. That's the coolest version of Swerve. And they've stepped back from that for this, whatever they're doing here. Which, and I'm a, I'm a little nervous. I know you Because that was our whole thing is if he's going to be... 
baby is fine because he's uber popular, but you mm-hmm. can't change him. And no. I feel like they already like he just didn't have the edge here. No. And it's just it's weird. He still sounded good. Like he was the least notable part for me though, which Agreed. is the weird thing. And I don't think he should be. I love Joe's finish. That was my favorite. That I was thought great. Paige Paige is doing this whole like my obsession is that you will not be successful. I don't care about anything else. My own success, whatever, whatever, you will be mm-hmm. getting. I nothing. think he's doing it really well. Yeah, surprisingly me too. well. Um yeah, I feel like a little bit of what we fear is happening because is that he's losing that edge. Hangman, on the other hand, is surprisingly comfortable as like what feels like a heel to me. Again, yeah. I think based on the storyline, he should not be the heel. But given the circumstances, he's doing it super well. And I, I'm really enjoying his work. It's and again, I feel like in some regards, he's underrated. I feel like people don't always give him his due. Yeah. Um, so I just I, hear it from the people that are never going to like anything AEW does. Right. Yeah. It's not I don't even think even AEW fans, I feel like his title run is really underrated. I don't yeah. think it was amazing. I feel like the win was better, but I still feel like his work gets undermined. We generally liked all of his matches. I've generally loved run. everything Hangman's done. Like He's was it a top tier title run? No, but I don't think there's anything I like wrong. The they can't all be. Yeah, that's fair. And again, I'm not sure how Swerve's the baby face when he invaded his home and tried to hang him in a right. wrestling match, but Swerve's really cool, so I guess it cancels out, you know? And I'm also not sure why Paige is so confident that he should be the number one contender. That was the heel logic for me. Because he's 0-2, with Swerve. I, last year. And how do last you... Year. I guess it's like Swerve didn't win, over, so he drops down, I guess. I don't know. Like That's what I'm saying. Is like and if he, they're just going, well, the rankings are back and it's a reset, well, I guess. He makes, but like, we know what we what, saw. That's what I mean. It's like He makes some sense in the regard that like, yeah. Swerve doesn't deserve more time. Like He he did all this stuff to him, right? But then it's like there's that heel logic where it's like, why does so he I deserve a shot? So I guess if you want to dis- defend him, then like his obsession with Swerve has made him irrational and erratic. That's fair, yeah. Like, right? there's, you can there's always bail him out with that. Yeah. Um, I do like that he's just all like Swerve's normal contender, but he failed, therefore he shouldn't be in the match. Ignoring like the fact that you said that Hangman also didn't win and is ranked lower. Right. I like that like his obsession is kind of canceling it out, which yeah. I feel like is the route you can go here. You can kind of solve it in head cannon, right? Um, and I like I really like when he said Swerve is the one being added to the match, right? Because I saw some people ask why Hangman's here, which I think is a huge diss to Hangman for no reason. But I like the or, uh, Hangman's the other way around, and then Joe's perfect as always. I liked what he said at the beginning, and I like that he ended it really, really strong because it did kind of start to overshadow him. It the did, end. and he's I like, like that no. Usually that's what happens, but then he's like, yeah. no, 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 it's my show, it's my title. And then I'm out, you guys do what you want. I, I, I love that. So I, yeah. I love he just took control, reasserted dominance, and then it's just like, I'm out. Yep. Um, it's perfect. And I will continue to say Joe is a perfect world champion. He's so good. I'm so happy that you see it and that you're happy with him. He's, I'm, I'm loving it. It's already one of the better title runs. Yeah, WWE like missed MJ the boat on that guy, man. They could have done this. And it if it was really just wasn't hard. Body type, that's crazy. That's re- yeah. Him and Owens, if it's just body type, like they're complete package. I yeah. think Joe especially. Like, there's no reason he couldn't have done this. And already. and Cassius Ono. Cassius, yeah, we love Cassius Ono over here. Yeah. I love Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono is awesome. Cassius Ono is awesome. Chris Hero, I his, love Chris Hero. His in-ring style is sick. I will gladly take a one-off Chris Hero match in AEW. I'll take that yeah. any day of the week. I was still saying, when was that I want Chris? Oh, for the blood and guts. It yeah. should have been him with Blackpool. I know. Or He's... when Dan Stone's having the matches and he faced Thatcher, you should have just thrown Ono in He's there. He's so good. I miss him. I Even when I was like a little younger, he was underrated in NXT, I thought. if he had, He's great, man. His strikes are nasty. Honestly, if he stuck around longer, he could have been North American champion. And... I will die on that hill because imagine awesome. that tag team, him and Claudio, like that was 
I would love that here. Fantastic. Back Have him day. in Blackpool, and then Claudio and him are the tag team. Yuta's like the up and comer. Mm-hmm. Mox can or dancing Slash can be the top pure guy. Rules or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Mox or dancing can be the top guy, and, and vice versa. Done in a year. Yeah. So. I would. I don't know how it became about Ono, but we love him. Yep, I love him. And his theme. No one else is going to talk about him. His theme is a surf I bop. We got. Yeah, if talk we don't about talk him. about him, who will? That's right. Justice for Chris Hero. Um, then we get a Tony Storm segment, which was some kind of like package. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. It was um, her going over there. She was talking about their history. Like she took pity on Peraza basically and helped her out. And like the whole time she's getting a tattoo done, and you're like, okay, so she's getting a the the. The angle is she's getting a cover up on the tattoo. It was like a sword that goes around it, but the blade's Perfectly cut off. Perfectly protecting the, the Which other one. I though. guess is because the tattoo, like obviously it's real. I guess it, that's spend, why, but yeah. still. I don't really care for this much. Like again, I'm just out on this by now. I was um, like, at least she stayed in character, but it furthered the story. And it was her like, yeah, we were best friends and blah, blah, blah. So that's like confirming that they were in fact... Yeah, but it, like you were my young girl, and it's kind of like yes, we traveled, but it was in a capacity where I took pity on you. Does Monet take the belt from Storm? You. Like, is, do you think Monet will be a babyface when she comes? I think they like she's gonna be cheered so much it's gonna be hard. Yeah, so that's what I'm. And the other like, problem is, do you like, go Storm Prazo Monet or do you just go Storm Monet? I, I feel like you just go Storm Monet. I think right? so. I think so. Prazo kind of has to lose. The only way Monet could come in heel is if you had some super iconic baby face champion you'd build which you don't and she comes in and like you have like jamie hater return and then monet beats her up or something i don't even know if that's like a big enough baby face but anyways i don't think you i, I really don't know want... because she's but we i say this about everyone back. she's better as a heel almost everyone is Monet. yeah i miss i always like sasha banks i me too she's I think really she's good cool. she's really good and she's got charisma like undeniably she's I think, one of the undeniably. best they had i'm really sad she never came back because i was a big sasha fan i would prefer her in wwe probably just because that's what i'm used to um, i prefer her to obviously charlotte oh absolutely of my of the four horsemen it's probably becky or sasha for me i don't know i because becky had that amazing run and like, i think becky's i think i like bailey better than becky and, i would be close to picking bailey i don't know it depends because i feel like you'd be putting up the becky man run against the role model bailey something about becky doesn't quite connect with me i think she's awesome think, don't get me wrong but i think it did but i think since the man run it hasn't hit for me i would compare her to it's not mean to triple h like becky? yeah like Considered by many in that top tier with like Austin and Rock almost, but, not but like quite there. no man, I watched all that. Like he wasn't. And again, once you know, like his was a, mostly about politicking and holding other people down and and convincing so people times, to yeah. push him. Not that he wasn't good, and there was a time where Triple H was my favorite wrestler. Really? But, when would you estimate that was? If you had to guess, like so, it, when did he come back from the big t- injury? I can't remember. in 2002, I think. I feel like it was Was the one where that. he came back and won the Rumble? I don't remember. It wasn't during DX. It was pre-DX. Pre-DX? I think. Maybe not. No, I don't pre-DX, know. you would have been like Hunter Hearst Helmsley. No, probably. I liked him even then. Um, I think, like, returning from in, the big Maybe injury post- return was the one that turned him babyface. Yeah. Was no, I liked beginning him. Beginning 2002. I can't. I'd have to look I don't. 
I don't know. That. But yeah, he's not on that he level. He had that like right? Reign of Terror and whatever. And he had a ton of title runs and always in the main event and everything, but he's not Rock or Austin. Yeah, and Becky had a couple of long runs, right? And Becky's not. Charlotte's had a crap ton of runs, though. Charlotte had a couple of runs that are like a day. Although the whole man stuff was freaking huge. That was awesome. But that was so long ago. It was now. cool. Yeah, that it was. was. That was like five years ago. That's almost five years ago. That's crazy. That was super cool, though. That was cool. But like, it's crazy that that was so long ago. And I, I, I did. On that note, just while we're diverging, mm-hmm. there's that I saw this one video that guy this guy did re- retrospective of the last three years of the 2010s, and because that's the time where I was like growing up as a fan, it's weird to look back on. <laughs> In what way? Like, like Jinder what? Mahal was champion for a long time. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, big Good dog, Canadian boy. Big Dog Roman Reigns, the Dude. Lashley sister segment. Um, oh yeah. The electric chair was, was that the, the same dog thing? food. Was that around? Dog then? food was Roman and Corbin, right? Right. There was the whole Shane McMahon thing, like best in the world. Right. Like what? And there was remember the Lashley sister thing where Max Caster's in that where like his sister was three <laughs> yeah, dudes in yeah, drag yeah. and they all had a weird thing yep. and like there that was, was the Caster, that's remember right. the angle remember the this is your life with Bliss and Bailey yep that was bad like yep. the amount of like it's I never I still don't love WWE but it's genuine it's general quality now like it's or it's like regular i don't know it's weird pretty watchable like i watched almost half a raw this week i'll talk about it later because we mentioned the highlights from the british strong style diy tag match last week but we went out of our way to watch that so yeah you told me it was worth it so i'll mention that because it it was really good for a tv match but anyways what about AEW though (laughs) (laughs) sorry this is what we do um if you're new this is kind of what happens uh, Young Bucks versus Top Flight's up next. The Bucks have a new theme. They're not, they're not coming out to Super Kick Party. Super Kick Party is super strange. That may be the sole reason I hate or this. Wayward Sons. And then I wrote Soul Patch. Just <laughs> pun. <laughs> and um, I made myself chuckle. What's his one. face? Andretti is still just like doing the was water. Was he still? He did it as at oh, the top of the notice. ramp as they entered. And it's like <laughs> at this point, it's kind of sad now, right? Like this is it, bud. I think He's it's, the guy that can drink water real fast. I think it's funny that that's a thing. Because I know that that's the thing people can do, but it's that, that's the only thing, thing the team. crowd's cared about since he beat Jericho. I don't think I even cared about that. No. It was just like, oh, okay, that's a Remember thing. Remember, Jericho was making a new star as he does. So, because he's here to can't just, say that. He's a here to just help elevate tone. the next crop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah I, he wasn't on the show this week. I know. That's good. Touch wood. More of that. Yeah. Uh, Stereo Slingshot punches the outside from Top Flight. Bucks are wrestling in suits here. Um, don't do that. Wrestling in suits and wrestling as heels, so their normal style was not on display here. No, right? that was probably my main complaint here. Because say what you want about the Bucks, we've always liked them in ring. Yep. So yeah, they're always fun to watch. In I this. think if nothing else, that's your compliment of them. Yep, it is. Um, Pele kick stepping out the middle from Darius. It's really cool. He's done that a few times now. Where he like steps off the middle turnbuckle mm-hmm. and he'll hit a Pele. It's really cool looking. Uh, they always got like a guillotine or something. I, it's just, I just call it like a rope step Pele. It's, yeah. It looks really cool. It does look good. Hot take flurry from Dante because you got to have it. Yep. You got to. Matt fixes a super kick, spikes him with a DDT. It looks nice. Dante hits, a, or sorry, Darius hits an assist or turn in a DDT for two. Nick breaks the pin. Saying Spanish fly from Darius for two. He, he had some solid stuff here, I thought. Nick distracts the ref and Matt hits a quality low blow on Darius. Maybe like popped like him a and fantastic absolutely low blow. socked him in the nuts. Great low blow. It was like, All timer. Had a, like, honestly, sounded the impactful and everything it, it looked like crisp. whether it's a thigh slap i don't know it's but like it the great. crisp super kick equivalent of a low blow like honestly funny to be this uh, praising a low blow this much but it was like a it was genuinely hall of fame like, low blow it was like the perfect low blow like it was great as good as the brain buster was That's earlier was just it's gonna like say, 
We got like the encyclopedia entry for Brain Buster and for Low Blow on this episode. Mm -hmm. It's oh, it was quality. And then yep. they hit the EV Perry trigger for the win, which that just you makes me. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, I mean, wh wh whatever this gimmick is, that's you can't tell me that's not funny. That will always be funny. <laughs> Um, Shivani interviews them after, uh, Matt says they're undefeated this year, makes them the top unbeatable team in AEW, and he says after being the guys of quality of top flight, it's safe to assume they're number one contenders, and they got, like, mad at Tony because he doesn't like them or something, or he's not putting them over, or something like that. They're right? like, that. they, they hear him talk crap about them Right, okay, commentary. that's what it was. They shove him down, and they, they like, help, kind of help him up, it looks like they're about to hit an EVP like trigger. Like, there's a moment there where they which could, I kinda right? Like, which, the crowd was already booing them like crazy, yeah. like, which is cool, because, you know, everyone loves Shivani. So, yeah. Which is a good way to get heat. Cause, it is. I mean, Shivani, how can you not love Shivani? Yeah. That's fair. Uh, Darby runs down with the bat. It's like Sting can't be bothered to run down and make a save. So it's like, they're like, oh, here comes Darby on with Sting's bat. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, sure. Um, he talks about AEW's original mission statement. And says, we used to have an EVP with brains. Cody. Debatable. Mm. Um, Darby talks It's a weird about choice to make, to get a Cody chant going on Dynamite. We want Cody. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, Darby talks about the interview they gave when they re-signed with the AEW. It was no longer about the original mission statement. Darby says it's all friends wrestling. And he says he wasn't on the first Diamond, but Brandon Cutler was. Mm. Uh, and then he makes the match official for Revolution. Didn't the Bucks have like a graphic ready for them as number one contenders? I, I think, think so, they yeah. They put up two. Which is kind of funny. So I thought the match was fine, but both teams are capable of more than this, right? It was just a win to get the Bucks um, a win, basically, because and Top Flight never win, so this makes sense. And like I said, right, the heel Bucks are not quite as flashy, or at least here. Yeah, which I get, but I don't like it. Like, Because when they're douchebag heels, they still kind of did their same stuff, and they're still really fun to watch. And I've heard, seen people complaining about Darby's promo because it's like you made no reference to, like, Sting's kids getting attacked and whatever. But I'm like, <laughs> when people say Sting's kids, like... They're, they're like 30 year old men yeah sting's 60s like so i'm a kid people. if i get attacked right now like <laughs> i'm somebody's you're, you're kid everybody's somebody's yeah, kid like i guess but um i thought it was a weird choice to sort of because you knew you're gonna get a cody chan i think you could have known should have known that um and why do the evps who can just make themselves the number one ranked team need permission that I felt okay, was weird. So I don't like that either. Because they're my... supposed to be the obnoxious, abusing their authority EVPs now, and they have to ask for a match. My headcanon is that you could lean into real life, and it's that Sting gets choice in the match. Yes, that's shaky, I guess. but that's the only thing I can think but of to solve that. wouldn't they take pride in going, you get no choice, and you're facing us? I guess us, so, but they and did we're going to retire you? They also did say Sting's a model employee, that they, they do like Sting, but he represents whatever. So yeah. maybe they... Even in KFA, they do want to give him the choice. Like, I just again, thought it was... It's not specified, so I don't know. But... Hey, we just made ourselves number one contenders because we can. Isn't that funny? Can we, can we have a match, But please? can we please have a match? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. That's fair. I don't know. I tried to solve it in my head, so <laughs> maybe it works out. It's one of those things where it's not explained, so you got to do your own... Uh, right. Fill in the gaps. Do your own homework there. But so that just... is called reader response theory, where each person taps into their life experiences okay. and fills in gaps and stories in different ways. Okay. So... Okay. Literary theory coming through here. Sorry. I hate to educate. English teacher household. <laughs> um, solid match. Bucks wrestling in the shoes is a little distracting for me. It reminds me of when Andrade wore the pants and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Andrade, sorry, tangent, allow okay. a slight okay, digression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was planning for the trivia segment coming up after this, 
Did you I find was, something about I that? I was relying on ChatGPT for something for the same topic I found legitimate sources on. And and one of the questions, one of the answer it was giving me was a match with Andrade. And I was like, I don't think even I don't think those timelines match up. And I went and Do tried you know to what fact it was, check or is it. it does it not it's not is it in there, I guess? Yeah, I still have it okay, open okay. so I can tell you. Oh, like, wait, is it on the quiz? Like, can you tell me or is it? It's not on the quiz. What was it? Do because you... it was fake. It was, we're going to talk about someone's matches. And okay. it was saying he had a match with this person. And I was like, okay, what? then uh, remember to bring it up later yeah, then. Okay. Um. So, yeah, they didn't do as much stuff, maybe do the character change, but it's just, I wish they would have because it's just more fun. I don't know. Yeah. It, especially with Top Flight. Top Flight are awesome, and I feel like they could have a great match. There's they definitely a couple gears they did not go absolutely. into here. Finish with Saw, though, because he sucked absolutely. The low blow was the highlight, man. Like, punted him in the nuts. It's not crazy to say the best move the Bucks did in a tag team match was a low blow, yeah, but it probably but like, was. <laughs> that was killer. I honestly wish they'd done it to Darby because he would have sold the crap out of it. Jiffable. The, the EVP trigger continues to be chuckles to Make me. Make a jiff of that and it's, the Brain Buster for me. Send oh, it to the me. jiff of the Brain Buster would be... It'd be so satisfying. That'd be crazy. Um, and then the post match was whatever. We already talked about that. Um, bang bang. I put it with the H. A bang bang. Caesar gang interview. Um, oh, I didn't even make a note of that. They're gonna have a twelve man tag on Rampage, so that's cool. I'm gonna. Rant. That's why I'm gonna rant a little. I tell you, my brain immediately knows this is a setting up a match I won't see, and I stop paying attention. Okay, so this is whatever. It sets a meaningless rampage match. I will not see. Get that part of there the way. It is. That's customary. Yep. So this group's really starting to annoy me. Because first off, their whole reason. Preach. The, so not only is it like we love bulk of gold and we don't want them this way. That's one thing, which I'll <laughs> yep. talk about that after. But the first thing is like, and I know you're going to agree with this. The whole reason for this group forming, the thing that the acclaimed said to Bullock Gold, the reason they wanted to form this so-called supergroup is to take out Cole's group, Correct. to take them on. And ev other than the Which one they did, no. other than the one time where the acclaimed were like, let's form to do this. Then they formed, or the, then there's the weeks where the T's forming, then they formed, and they have not been further away from the Undisputed Kingdom. They've made no attempt to deal with it. They've made Bullock Gold won ROH belts instead of dealing right. with that group. And like second, babyface bulk of gold is not something I want to see. This is like Swerves kind of losing his edge, but ten times worse because this is them. They're losing what makes them cool. Their faction is made to be heels. Like bulk of gold is and they're a now heel faction up through with and like through. Comedy faces. Like Jay not White, that I don't like the acclaim. Jay White but... doing this like kind of comedic thing. It does not fit for no. me. Like this is not the Jay White I know and love. His comedy comes from him being just a prick. Yeah, like bulk a of gold. This ass. is not. So this is what, like, I know it has to end in a bulk heel turn. Has like, to. It has to be. But, like, please, speed it up. Hmm. I don't want to yeah. hear the acclaimed and Billy Gunn saying guns up. That's no, not, I don't want to like hear that. that. My dream is that ju when Juice returns, like, Juice returns hopefully soon, because I really hope he's okay. I hope he's Me back too. soon. I hope he returns and that sets up the heel turn. Then you give bulk of gold all the gold, because please end this suffering. It's hurting Jay White quite a bit, especially Jay White. Like you the tried guns to too, introduce but... him as a main eventer, or if, at least on the cusp of main event. If you're gonna have him floundering in trios, at least have it the way he's supposed to be. Yeah, it's. Uh, this is not, we're not the Jay fan. White. And hell, even the guns, like, because I'll say it, I'm a fan of the guns now. Me too. And I don't. I want them at their best, which is being douchebag prick heels with mm -hmm. Jay White and Juice Robinson. I agree. And this is not that. Nope. And also, Austin Gunn, release the damn theme on iTunes, please. <laughs> he listens. I really want He's it. He's a listener. 
I'd love that. It's one of the song. American ones. I was listening. He's one of the American ones. To. Yeah, turn heel, release your theme song. Thank you very much. Thank you. Because apparently he made it, and it's awesome. Huh. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think he did the guns theme too. That He's we actually more talented like. than Jeff Hardy is what you're saying. Honestly, yes. Because <laughs> he's one for one. You know, you remember the Jeff's guns theme, right? Seven. You know the guns theme. We like that yeah, one, right? Do. I didn't use to, it's but retro I do. sounding. I'm pretty sure he did that. And then also, I know he did, or I read somewhere that he did the Bullet Club Gold one, the new one that I really like. Yeah. So that's two for two, and Jeff Hardy's o for one that o I know for about. Infinity o for everything. Um, next we get Will Nightingale versus Sky Blue. Yay! Because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sky Blue's in heavy rotation. Julia Hart came in. No, she hasn't even been lately, though. No. Which is, I guess, what we want, but then it's like, I don't know. I guess she can't win. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pounce from Willow, Spinebuster for two, Super Kick and a DDT from Sky Blue for two. Uh, the, she did that package Super Kick in the corner where their head's like stuck against the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. And then a Powerbomb uh, from Blue for two. Sky Blue hits the Code Blue, but Stokely Hathaway was on commentary. Um, he and is. he came up, he distracted the ref during the pin. Dr. Brum from Willow for the win. Yeah, so... I'm not up on the storyline with Stoke and Willow and Stylin, so this didn't really get me. I think the idea is he's recruiting people, and people are reluctant to join with him, and I feel like the I finish... I saw at first, like, he wanted Stylin, but he didn't want Willow, and now he's trying to get Willow too, I think. I and know. I feel like the finish of this was Willow's going to start to be like, oh, maybe this guy is a benefit. Or because he helped her win the other way because Willow's like kind of a Bailey esque and doesn't character. want to have anything to do with cheating, right? Like she shenanigans. She's willing to take the help, and then she'll start realizing that behind her back he's doing things underhandedly, and then she right. won't like that. And maybe Stylander will take it, and they could feud. Maybe yeah, storyline. Perhaps I thought the match was fine. I just don't get why yeah. exactly. I don't care about Sky Blue. I feel like her and Hart haven't been doing as much lately, but I also don't like them that much. So it's okay. and I don't think this was my favorite Willow match either. No, no, but, definitely better. And Not again, even my favorite this, Sky Blue match. This was your women's match. This was. Uh, then we go to our main event, which is Orange Cassidy versus Matthew Taven. My God, Matt Taven in a, in a Texas main death event. match. I am um, not. I've so, cut, my note says this is AEW's low point. Can only go up from here. <laughs> uh, I want you to make sure this logic checks out, right? So, uh-huh. Hangman versus Swerve. It's about this top spot. It gets really personal. You know, there's a house invasion. Yeah. Super heated promos. Texas Death Match. Matt Taven and Orange Cassie. A new group's form. Roddy wants a mid card title. Taven's affiliated with him. Best friends get attacked. Also, Texas Death Match. Yeah. Exactly. This tracks, right? But I also feel like the build up to it was not as whatever and the actual death match was not as whatever either yeah that was one of my things not that i'm not saying i didn't like it but it definitely my thing was in fair in the spirit of fairness if we're gonna give wwe crap for existing in a post texas death world then this has to get the same treatment page swerve this was not no not that but it was bad. It held up its end of the bargain enough, I thought. Not trying to sound. Um, Taven me. suplex Cassie through a table propped up against the ramp. Uh, backbreaker and spike DT from Taven. I thought it looked solid. Um, so Taven propped up a table against the announce table and he hit a wrecking ball dropkick to Cassie, almost knocking him through the table. And so mm-hmm. then he went back and he like dove like suicide dive, but over the top rope. So he just full on tope dove over the ropes. Cassie moved out of the way. So Taven just went flying through the table and. Credit where credit is due, it looked awesome. You all know how I feel about Matt Taven, but it was incredible. It was that, like, that's a guy willing to do whatever. That can't be a comfortable thing to do. Yeah, and, like, it made the things off the top of the table fly off. It looked like, fantastic. It looked awesome. So, uh, yeah, full credit. credit where credit is due, yep. it looked 
pretty sweet. It looked um, awesome. It's like that's pretty difficult too. If I could get that, and like he full on took it too. So again, great. That was really cool. Yep. Um, I like that spot too. Kind of like the big bill spot from last week. It's right. that highlight there. Casting went for a super superplex on tax. He had spilled out, but Taven shoves him off from the tax. Then he goes for Aurora Borealis. Mm-hmm. Eh, mm-hmm. Eh. I think he had a knee earlier too, which I, I couldn't tell if it was just the tip or not. It probably was. I I need to start everything lo- he does has a name. I need to learn the names every for everything. Every step he takes has a name. <laughs> I need to learn the names for everything just so I can start irritating you. Like every time <laughs> someone hits a frog splash, I'm gonna call it Aurora Borealis. Like how I call the every a doomsday. Yeah. This is how I get back doomsday. at you. This is this is how I get my revenge. You want to call it doomsday? Well, welcome to Aurora Borealis. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so he misses that. Taven lands on the tax. Credit for him for doing that he too. Did, yeah, on the and front. Then he took a tilt to world DDT on the tax. So head first in the tax. So Taven took his fair share here. I'll give him that. He did. Um, Bennett interferes and hits Cassie with a Valentine's present thing, and like his mannerisms kind of irritated me. Like he's just like he's like ah, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like why know. don't we have the video on I don't know how to do it he's like i don't you know how he looks yes like that um trent makes a save so he's got like a valentine's present and what were you saying he had like he had something and then he pulls out a lead pipe and i can't help oh, but yeah. like laugh out yeah. loud because it's just like cartoon come on um taming it like a draping headlock dryer to trent on a chair which i thought kind of cool actually it did look good that looked cool it did um, beach break on chairs to Taven. Chain assisted orange punch to Taven, which I also thought he took pretty well. And Taven was asking him for it too. Yeah, so he took it really well. Um, and that was it. The is the ten count. That was it. Um, I thought it was a pretty solid main event. It wasn't it was. amazing, but it was better than I expected. I I was entertained. Um, the Texan the stipulation was not at all warranted, but did they? Did make things more interesting. Um, and like I say, if we're going to get dirty craft for like when they had Gacy and Dijak, it's like if that's, if we're desensitized, this is desensitizing me for sure. Because tax is nothing compared to all the barbed wire and glass yeah. and nonsense and staple guns and whatever. Blood but drinking. They did, like, yeah, blood <laughs> drinking. But this was still good for what it was. It like was. in a post swerve hangman world, this was solid. That's right. Um, same stipulation as them, but far below it. But that's okay because. I, I, you can't match that. Um, it brings us down slightly, but it had some solid spots. Like I said, I thought the sum, the thumbtack centric work was well done. Taven diving through the table full send with no catch was ballsy, and I give him props for that. Perfect. Taven Doing was more memorable than Cassidy in this. Taven, that's um, crazy. Taven kind of showed out here. This, I'm not saying this is like making me a fan of him, but it makes me like, I hate him less. You the, know what I the mean? The stuff he was willing to do here for sure. So my comparison for you was here. Here's this. So it's probably the best Havens look for me, which I think you could probably agree with. Pro- probably off the top um, of my head. Which is partially a compliment, but we've also said that about women's wrestlers we don't like in matches like this. So yeah. it's like kind of a back end compliment because like right. you really like that one with Penelope Anna Ford Jay. and the Bunny. It oh, was bunny. Anna J, Penelope Ford and Bunny. That match was dope. Exactly. So it's not much of a ringing endorsement of Taven, but I will give him props for some solid work. Absolutely. Here. It was a solid I- match. Doesn't do a whole lot to build with Orange Cassidy versus Roddy, but as a standalone, perfectly enjoyable. And yeah, you've got Cassidy again taking all, all on all comers. He can have lingering injuries or whatever from this. Running that back. The title. If he was going to win, could we have at least made it a title match just so I can get my but get T- what I want? Taven super over delivered. Like if you ask me about this match later, I'll remember stuff he did. The match where Taven did something in cool. This. Yeah. And with Cassidy, who we usually was love. one of our top wrestlers of 2023, right? Yeah. So. Um, yeah, uh, uh, main event I quite enjoyed. I thought like this show was bookended by 
entertaining stuff, right? The opener mm. and the main event. And I guarantee you would not have thought that going in with no. the Matt Taven main event. No. Um, I was pretty entertained by this show. Edge Garcia was fine, too. The women's match I wasn't a huge fan of, but Samoa Joe segment was good. Um, I'm going to go this show. I think this was a B show. We've been getting some B minuses lately, and I thought it was better than that. But again, not not an A range show for me at all. That really requires like three strong matches and a couple strong segments for That's me, fair. which which this didn't get to. But I thought it was a good show. I I thought it went by pretty quickly. We watched it all in one shot, right? So which we don't always do. Mm-hmm, that we did. So I thought this was a B show this week. B show, yeah. That's fair. I'd probably be inclined to agree. Like again, book ended really well. I thought the opener delivered on what i expected in a, in a good way and the main event actually over delivered because mm-hmm. again we're not it was fun kingdom fans but i'll give Taven credit for a good match like yep. hey if we're impressed we're impressed That's christian right. guns Taven one if time. i like it i'll tell you i'm not gonna yeah. not like stuff just to be consistent yeah Taven one time you did good you did you did good um but yeah, so, i know besides... he listens too he's wiping a tear away right now he's <laughs> ha- so happy he is i and i am him. finally yeah um just just a tip, you know? Yeah. Um, but so those matches were pretty good. Wardlow, just a waste of time. Just <laughs> a, more of a disappointment than anything, because I was hoping we were starting to turn a new leaf right. with Wardlow again, you know? We've been like, okay, you know? We're getting I, traction. I almost don't and... hate you, you know? But now I hate you again. Right. That kind of thing. Um, Colvin Garcia was solid, but kind of felt like a waste just because it felt like it didn't go anywhere. Like, I, I guess it'll set up next week. Yeah. Something next week. But as far as now goes, it didn't feel like much to me. Um, and Buck's top flight was kind of under-delivered for me, um, aside from Agreed. the low blow of the century. Right. Uh, and then women's matches, whatever. Um, Bang Bang Gang honestly just annoyed me more than anything. Yes. Not particularly bad, just really agitates me. Just It's just it's, like, go, it's go away heat. Like, it's I not don't my Bullock. And okay, that's not what it should, because no. ironically, Bullock will go his heels. I want to see yeah. them every week, right? Um, I thought the segment between the world title contenders was the best of the show. Me too. Because I thought Joe and Hangman were fantastic and Swerve was good, but it has me concerned. Mm-hmm. But um, Hangman, I think, deserves props for um, surprisingly strong work. Um, but a, a solid show overall, I would agree with the B. Um, there's still room to improve this year because, again, we started super high. Love the first one. But I thought we were on a solid pace this week. It was, sure. it was good. There was nothing that was mm-hmm. terrible. For sure. All right, so let's move into our next segment where I've got uh, the trivia aforementioned coming up for Jack, and we call that Off the Top of His Head. All right, so last week we looked at Roman Reigns title defenses, right? So this week, and that was seemed too easy for you. So I feel like in a similar vein... A little bit more challenging. Who else has had a massive title run? Gunta. Correct. So we're going to look at... Is this how Andrade comes up? I don't Correct. think I've ever seen Gunta Andrade in my life. So that, I still have it pulled up. Where was it? Uh, it says... This was when I was researching it. Oh, I still have it highlighted because I copy and paste it to look. It says he faced Andre Cien Almas at Clash of Champions 2023. Okay. Okay. Think, okay. What's wrong with that statement? So anything? Let's let's first off, that show does not exist. They did not do that show. They have not. <laughs> okay, so they've not done that show. I think since twenty twenty. Minor detail. They haven't done that show in three years. Okay. To Andrade returned to WWE at the Royal Rumble. Right. So they 
at that show, it would have either been pre-C2 or he would have been in the C2. So that's just wrong for so many reasons. And also, he hasn't used that name in a long time. Like, he's been Andrade for a while, which I guess doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but still. Has Gunter been in a Hell in a Cell? Nope. So he didn't face Seth Rollins in 2023 in a Hell in a Cell? No, he didn't face... The only time he wrestled Seth Rollins was, I think, they might have faced off at Raw 30 in 2022. Actually, maybe at the beginning of last year, I think it was a six-man. Yeah. But the only time I remember them having a singles match is remember during the period where there was the NXT invasion of the main roster. Mm-hmm. Walter Rollins on Raw. Walter has, Rollins. Has he faced Ricochet? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that one's he, right. At TakeOver? It says NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 6, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. There's it was so many so, things wrong with this. Like, okay. I caught it messed First up. First off, there's been four TakeOver Brooklyns. So, Second off, takeovers you? died three years ago. Right, like basically this two is or three why years ago. I was ago. saying there's no. Um, second, Gunther hasn't been in NXT in like over a year. I thought Ricochet might be right because he, first off, he beat Ricochet for the title, mm-hmm. like for the Intercontinental title. Which I guess is it talking about which reigns it talking about NXT UK or Intercontinental, it, or is it just either or? Uh, Intercontinental is okay, what I asked. So then the. NXT TakeOver makes no sense. I said, can you list and briefly describe 12 of Gunther from WWE's best intercontinental title defenses, yeah. include the show or, or event and year? He faced Ricochet again on SmackDown, but that was it. Because Ricochet won that random SmackDown World Cup. Remember? Did you know that it's also predicting the future? What? So number 12 is saying WrestleMania 40, 2024. Oh my God. Do you know who he's going to defend successfully against? Imagine they're right. Doesn't seem right. Johnny Gargano. I don't think so. Says Gunther's WrestleMania 40 DIY, defense against Gargano so. was a thrilling encounter filled with emotion and high stakes hey, action. I would gladly take that match, but I don't think so. All right. So, in reality, I went with <laughs> um, uh, hopefully more trustworthy, the Sportster, but it's not going up to current. This was published in late 2023, and they are okay, calling it so... Gunther's every intercontinental title match of his r- career ranked. Starting at 18. So there's 18 of them. Okay. Think you can handle it? I think you I probably think so. can. I'm just trying to work out what the timeline might be. So maybe no Miz then, I would think. Maybe no Gable, but maybe Gable. Um, Undeserving Challenger, SmackDown tw- uh, February 17th, 2023. Undeserving Challenger no longer employed with the company. Madcap Moss. Correct. <laughs> I was going to say someone I thought would be right someone they I would knew, like i don't rem- i just forgot that they faced off but I knew, I knew they had money in the bank 2023 had no steam oh, going into this yeah we didn't like that no that was disappointing it was disappointing uh re this man's rematch with gunther was quick smackdown june 24th ricochet correct we just talked about that we a did. little bit rick o chet uh um, irish man ricochet when he won the Intercontinental title. Ricochet. And what, do you know where that was? SmackDown. Correct. Do you know the date? Something. <laughs> 2022. You say, you say you know wrestling, and then you June don't something. know anything. June something. SummerSlam, 23. Drew. Correct. Took me a second. Oh, I was like, wow, that really? Solid. I, know, I, was, I was just like going dumb for a second. This person's final shot at Gunther was their best match on SmackDown, uh, December 16th. 2022 or 2022? 2022, sorry. Rey Mysterio? Nope. Xavier Woods. Similar, like, somebody small, and we've already mentioned him. 
Ricochet. Yeah, it's Ricochet's final shot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, SmackDown, November 2022, battled a legendary... Well, that gives Rey Mysterio. It yeah, I was going to say they say Luchador, but I can't say well, that. Well, even like old guys he hasn't really faced Ray. other than Ray. Like Sheamus, maybe? Does that even count as an older guy? Like, not really. Not, not compared to Ray. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Slade the Giant on SmackDown, January Stroman. 13th. Sorry? Strowman. Correct. Oh, I have the sound effects on and everything, and I'm not using them. Dummy. I got 10 left. Let me get Dummy, them out. Dummy, yeah. Let me get them out. I know people love oh, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. They're mostly just for me. Let's be real. Um, rematch on SmackDown was also great in October 2022. Rematch was great. Sheamus? Correct. Yes. Very good. Boom. Yeah. Remember it was Sheamus in the like the mutton chops and the hat and whatnot looking <laughs> kind of silly. Remember when Ricochet stole it? Let's see how the sound is going. Oh, it's there. It's hopping. Okay. Uh, SmackDown, August 12th, 2022. They don't give a very good hint. I don't Second know. title defense came against a previous Intercontinental Champion. Nakamura. Correct. Yeah. I remember him facing Knock Knack early on. Knight of Champions, 2023. Ali. Wow. Very good. Saudi. Right. Uh, SmackDown, May 27th. A tag person has a rare singles match. That applies to multiple people he's faced. I'm going to go with Woods. One of the, correct. Very okay, good. He's faced like Woods, Kofi, Gable. Nice. That's like multiple tag guys right there. Uh, Raw, October 2nd, 2023. His opponent reminded everyone how good he is. Is? Nope. No! Embarked on a short feud against Imperium. Gable. Once he started helping Chad Gable and Champa. Otis. Sorry? Champa. Correct. Yeah. Like Champa. Uh, this man beat the champ, sort of, on Raw in August. Gable? Yes. Yeah, he beat him by count out, didn't he? Yeah. Lame. WrestleMania debut was one of the best ever. Gunther's WrestleMania. So, WrestleMania 39 Night 2. Oh, the triple threat with Mac and Champs. That match is awesome. That match was awesome. That was one of my favorite WWE matches that year, I would say. Absolutely. Uh, battled this big man to his best big his best main roster match to that point. Not Gunther's, the other guy on Bronson Raw. Reed? Correct. I wasn't sure if that was too uh, recent or not. Um, this man's rematch was far better on Raw in September. Gable? Correct. And number one, what do you think it was? Seamus crashed the castle. Yeah, that's, Has to be. that's the known one. Very that's good. The one. I would argue the triple threat's better, probably. Personally. Yeah. But the, it's also more recent, so well I done. remember it better. The kittens are proud of you. Just know that I played the kittens. Just, just know the kittens there. are proud. They were there. All right, good job. We'll move back into wrestling where we talk about other stuff we watch that we want to talk about. We call it High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, so we watched some Raw together, right? I don't remember anything other than skipping something, so. So I cool. told you I kind of liked uh, Nakamura, so it was Sami Zayn in a, like an empty arena being interviewed by one of their people. Um, I don't even remember the gist of what he's saying, but Nakamura sort of took over the Tron and whatever, and so obviously that was kind of mysterious, and how could he do that? And his his thing was basically like, 
you're really clever, Sammy, and you speak really well, and you know how to manipulate people into feeling sympathy for you, and you do that when you're worried you're no longer going to be getting attention, right? Um, and that he's like, I basically can't tolerate it anymore, and you're next on my list of whatever. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked it. It was just more Nakamura of... Nakamura has been doing really good work lately. So. Yeah. Uh, I like, they don't always give him the chance to do it, right? I like the tone of it. And then the other thing, I, I forget even what matches I saw. The only other thing I remember notable was the in-ring interaction between Rollins and Cody, right? That it was too long, man. Like, I gave it a chance. Had to have been half an hour. And we were just like 30-second skip, oh, still rambling. Th like, both of them. It was just, it's... When you have three hours, you have the liberty to do stuff like this, I guess. But I, that's not the wrestling I want. Like, you can get this across in a nice, you know, fine five minute segment, sure. But this, yeah, was it's way basically too he's gonna help Cody against Roman Rock if necessary, which kind of makes Rollins seem like if this whole world title storyline is like a marriage thing, he's kind of the cuck here, no? Or and something I, like that again. Like, am I using that right? I think why didn't he why did again why did he say like not at Wrestlemania and I'm gonna this take whole away thing everything so, but not at Wrestlemania this whole thing does not have to be stupid if they had just stuck to their guns and why did the story change from winning the belt that his dad never won to like taking everything away I don't know and it's it's like they I was gonna me. say about um what were we just talking about in AEW and it feels like Oh, with uh, Bullet Club Gold. I was going to say it feels like WWE events era where it's like, ah, oh, the fans are stupid. They won't remember, so don't worry about it. Like, just completely shift gears and turn on a dime, and they're yeah. not going to know. See, I'm just saying, if they had finished the story last year, none of this would have happened. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything from Raw? No, but I did want to talk about that match from SmackDown. Oh, right. It was really good for a main roster TV match. I thought, like, for me to go out of my way and watch it and really enjoy it is yep. something, and for you as well. I put it on my shortlist for, like, at least TV match of the year because for SmackDown or Raw to even get a whiff of that... And a tag um, team match, nonetheless. Great. Yeah, like, I thought it was really good. It was really fast-paced, like you were saying, because it was short, but I thought they packed in a lot of really great stuff for yeah, a short match. it was good. Match. It was really fun. And um, Dunn and Bait winning is awesome. I'm super happy for them to get on a PLE, which is really great. I talked about it a bit last week, so I'm not going to focus on too much but the match itself was really good there was one part where like bait went for that rebound larry and he got caught with like a knee from champa or champing are gonna hit like a pump kick poison rana to yes. done um a lot of great stuff there i don't know it was really good but we could also there's also the new japan stuff we watched right so we watched saber and it was the new beginning in osaka i think right yeah danielson which was like a 33 minute like saber technical looks sweet in the white and orange technical masterpiece just like the Again, same as I said about the it's first one. It's not a super fast pace, and it's not overly action-packed, but it's super, like, it's really cool stuff when you pay attention to it. And, like, and if, if you're you a know wrestling you're nerd doing, like yeah. we are, there's if you know not, what you're and I think that's what I said last time, there aren't two people that are going to do this better than these two people. Yeah, do. like, it's not, I would say most of the time, I don't find this entertaining. But mm -hmm. these guys are so good at it that it is entertaining. That's a testament to their abilities. The counters are so quick and so yeah. varied, and the holds also, like, it's just... Exactly, yeah. A, a fantastic match. I've I've heard people say they liked it better than the first I one. I, I don't think the I first. did. But it was an awesome match, and don't so, get me wrong. I don't think I... I might mention it to you after, but I'll put it on the air and... Show to Ghost Jam because I think I said it to him too because he told us to watch these matches. Yeah, and Ghost we already Jam. Had, I've had so. trouble replying to your. Uh, uh, yeah, he's he reached out to us on Instagram. So shout out to Ghost Jam for reaching out to the mostly unused account that I forget about. Right. Um. But anyways, I was saying to him that 
both of these matches have ended in pinfall, and they made a point on commentary in this match that they they would rather not win by pinfall, right? Obviously, they wouldn't want to. Yeah. And I was saying, Sabres or Sabre is British, so I say you save because like it's been a while since the first match, so you could wait a bit. You save the final blow off match for All In, yeah, where it's Sabres hometown, kind of like the, how they brought in Osprey, right? Right. And then you do a submission match because they that can be the gripe with these guys. It's like. They both won against each other. They both want to prove they're the better technical wrestler, but they haven't won by submission. So then you make it so that it has to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's how you finish the feud. And if you really want to, that could be Danson's last match. Yeah. I feel could. like that would be a really good way for it to send him off Don't if like that's how they want to do it. it. But sure. Yeah. I mean, as far as the last match would go, you got to think about something perfect. What was the, do you remember the finish of Saber Danielson too? I think it was some sort of roll up. Right, and that's part of it because the whole match, this is their battle for supreme. And I think the first match guy ended with a Busaiko knee, right? And they like wouldn't grab the ropes to break holds, remember? Oh yeah, which I think is cool because it's like I know so many counters, I'm not gonna. And do Saber's that. the guy who he'll what he switches after like six seconds and or then, something. Yeah, and then Saber won, but it wasn't by submission. And I think the goal was the other. That's what I'm saying. So I think that could play other. into a last match right. and really make it something. Right. So while I was thinking about it, Ghost Jam, since uh, the platform he contacted me on, I couldn't reply. So he was saying, um, on the subject of AEW, I'm sadly finding myself growing more apathetic to the product, and I feel like I'm just watching out of habit at this point. I still think the in-ring action and the talent they have are really good, kind of how I feel too. My main issue is that every non-pay-per-view card is filled with extremely predictable outcomes. I've been saying that for a while. I agree with them. Um, You know exactly who's winning. And then he said, he went on to say, I'm still watching regularly with no plans to stop as I feel like they can turn things around in due time. I've been watching more TNA since they rebranded. I've been enjoying it so far. So there you go. At least he knows that when I'm talking about TNA, he's watched it too. Even started watching WWE again. He sounds just like us in terms of his viewing habits, eh? mm-hmm. um, which I never thought I'd do. Oh, no, because he says, I still can't stand NXT, however. <laughs> so that's more in line with you than me. A little bit. Right. So I... It's not just us. It's nice to hear feedback of other people are saying, like, we're in a bit of a lull in AEW. Like, the in-ring stuff is usually awesome, but again, you know the outcome of everything, right? So, anyways. Um, is it time to talk about NXT for me? Sorry, Ghost Jam. We just followed up. Main, uh, main event. Cage match. Oh, right. And then there was the big, what was that Dog called? Dog Pound cage match. Dog, which the Japanese cage is an interesting. It's basically just like a... It's like a small version of the blue bar fence that goes around ringside instead of... And it is so much less a part of things, which I don't think I minded. I don't... I didn't really it's care. Not it just kind of kept as things a, enclosed. It's kind of not like as what much as an obstruction, filming-wise. No, because it's got really big gaps in it. Um, but so it was like a little short. This match was pretty crazy, right? Like, I, it was 65 minutes. And other than that, like, I was exaggerating hyperbole as I'm prone to, right? Like, the 20 minutes they spent pulling a, the ring apart. That was the craziest thing to me. That they, like, yeah, they basically destroyed the ring. Like, and legit, the like boards, boards are were falling out. Loose, and the they're end. falling through and tripping. Like, I don't know how no one came out with a serious yeah. leg injury. Hanare um, got... I thought this bloody. match really won me over on the War Dogs as mm-hmm. a whole. I'm not really still a Finley guy, but I thought everyone else looked... Better. Yeah. I thought Coglin had some really impressive shows of strength. It's like Kidd a Gaijin was, faction, eh? Gabe, Bullet Club was supposed to be though, yeah. right? So it makes sense. Yeah. Um, Gabe Kid was slapping guys. Like there's. One I haven't part seen where, a lot um, of him. He was cool. He um, was him and Hanare. Hanare was kind of crazy. He had the slap heard around the yeah, world. Yeah. So like he tried to hit Hanare with the chair, and Hanare like punched through it. Then 
And I hit right. him in the head with a chair, and his head went through the chair. Right. And then he no That was all it. well executed. Then he slapped him a couple times, and then Hanare absolutely slapped the ever-loving like shit out of Gabe Kid because it was crazy. Like it was. it was like if you've already seen those slap fight videos, yeah. it was honestly like that. Yeah. Like I don't know how he wasn't damaged from that. Um, TJP came back as the Aswang. Yeah, he's got like an it's like his Demon Balor kind of deal. That's whatever. It's like Demon Balor and Akira, which I didn't know well. Uh, uh, since I've heard this thing was that he's he's small and he's a technician, so it was can he function in this style of match? Yeah, so that was good. That was the story. We had he was a telling. guy handcuffed for half an hour. Oh Cal, yeah, Cal Newman got ca- like handcuffed to the outside. He wasn't in the match, but he's like Osprey's young boy. Um, and so he's he got, the one who's being bequeathed the off cutter by the looks of it. That's nice, right? Because he hit it in this. Yeah, and they're um, saying that he may take that. I mean, I hope he's the future. I mean, Osprey was. I don't once, know anything about that guy. Osprey honestly. was once like him, though. Right. So exactly, that's what I can say for him is that at least like, it, it may take time, but he could definitely get there. I feel like. Yeah. Um, but this match was crazy. There was so much. Like it was sixty-five minutes. So there's so much to talk about, but like, I it, it was crazy, and Osprey did take the pin eventually. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. He and what a way to go out because not only was it a crazy match, but New Japan really don't do gimmick matches, no. so that made it kind of special too. Yeah, and it there was, was like a ladder spot. There's some tables. I know people will complain it was too long, and maybe it was, but I it was, was at times. But for the most part, I was enjoying it a lot. Yeah. It was crazy. In a, in a post Hangman's War world, it's tough to exist as a crazy match type. But this is one of the craziest ones I've seen in recent memory. And just cool because I don't know a lot of the guys. Yeah, right? I'm not up so, on yeah, it right like, now. So. It was really cool to see the War Dogs because, like I said, I don't care much for Finley. He really doesn't do much for me, at least as of now. And, I'll give him a time, but New the Japan's rest of them look cool. In like this weird spot where they need to find who their next guys are, right? Yeah. So, so I don't mind. Like I thought, again, Coggin looked really cool. Gabe Kid looked really cool, and then thought. Coglin's a beast. Drilla Maloney, he's got a really cool look. Yeah, I haven't him. seen him in a long time. I was saying to you, he used to be in NXT UK and he did not right. look the same. No, he was like the clean so cut he's boy. Looking really cool now. And uh, Clark Connors, we saw way back he at the original Forbidden Door. Yeah. Um, he's he's solid too. So yeah, like the War Dogs seem like a solid group. And originally I wasn't up on them because it's not really a star studded lineup per se, no. but you can see the makings are there. You can see yep. the qualities there. And I hope that they continue to improve. I hope. Finley finds his footing because he doesn't vie with me as a leader, but no, I, I want maybe like the him. least interesting. He was that. probably the least interesting, at least of his faction for sure. Right, uh, and Gato was there too, and whatever. And I think Great Okan was he wasn't in there. And oh, it was nice to see Jeff Bukabu. It, uh, yeah, love Jeff. We Bob. love Jeff Bukabu. Uh, now it's NXT. Time. Now it's NXT time. All right, quickly, and I've got TNA as well to follow. So we start out. Right away, I think it was Dar's in the back, like relaxing, and he's got the cucumbers on his eyes, sort of thing. And Vaughn immediately attacks him in the locker room, and like then it cuts to like uh, Stones, Mister Stones, twins, and out in the hall or whatever, and they approve because remember the sneak attack was sort of their idea oh, right. kind of thing. And then it's like straight into the match, so immediately into the match. Uh, obviously, Lash is a distraction at one point. Um, the heels are then using that to isolate Stone. Some double team stuff along the way. Obviously, we're going to get a Vaughn hot tag. He dominates double choke slam to both of them. Lash and Miss Jackson, again, a distraction that allows Mensa to hit a chop block. Um, and to Vaughn, and Dar gets the pinfall there. It was okay. It felt quick and like old school, like heels use shenanigans. Faces didn't do a whole lot, and Vaughn got a hot tag, and that's about it. So, fine opener, but not like a hot opener by mm-hmm. any means. Chase, Chase U's been saved. <laughs> and they're moving back in. Chase hugs the podium. 
Duke gets his trophy back. Just just thinking about them being saved is, makes me laugh. They fake JC Jane. I think it's going to end up being JCU. I think there's like going to be a, <laughs> a, a thing. Um, if you predict that, that's awesome. So Rizzo shows up to collect payment. And it's like the classic, here's an envelope. And the, the, the standard thing is always, oh, this feels a little bit light. Like, where's the rest? But in this case, Rizzo's like, this feels fatter than expected. And JC basically says, yeah, it's a little bit more because I want a title shot for Chase U if you guys retain tonight. So go ahead, because I don't know. Yeah. I know, yeah. So I know. Not only is this calendar enough to pay for, to get the school back, but it's also enough to like pay extra to get title shots now. It's like, how much did you sell? And what did she owe the money for in the first place? Does that go back to remember there was some sort of. And I know you weren't watching, you're just going off me talking about it. But wasn't it when it was OTM and Chase U was throwing dice with them? <sighs> And there was money changing they hands. they OTM or no? Did, I don't did, did remember. Did that fall apart too? Because they. So I need you to watch because my memory is not good. But there's some reason that she owes money and then is giving extra money. So I thought maybe is that where they got the money? Because remember I said where you get the money if you're bankrupt to put out a calendar. There's cost involved in that. Yeah, there's like. So I don't know. So yeah, wait, hold on. So then that you need to make enough on this calendar. So. In this scenario, calendars she, are where it's at in twenty. She would have to m make enough money to not only recoup the cost to make them crypto NFT analog calendars. Those are. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she first off, you have to recoup the cost that it took to make all these calendars. Correct. But then you have to have to make a profit to save enough profit to save the school. Then apparently enough profit to pay it back Give, a loan. That's right. And with interest to get a title shot. Correct. How much money are we talking here? We've been wasting our time not making calendars. Like, honestly, that's where the money is. FNS calendar, guys? Yeah. <laughs> 12 months of toast. We'll just give put her in it. That could actually She's sell. beautiful. That, that could actually sell. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, basically, JC Jane's running Chase U now. It looks like shady deals with mobsters. Um, Thea Hale went off to get ready for her date with Osborne. Member Jane was telling her to um, play hard to get, basically. So then JC Jane and the brunette in class shared like a knowing glance because Hale walked away to go get ready for Osborne. So I don't know. It's like JC Jane's being used in a lot of different directions. And I guess like to be fair, she's a veteran now, right? And it's time to see Jane? what she can handle, right? Yeah. She is. <laughs> Years she's been in there. And they say they're she's not going to keep here people there that before long. before 2.0. So I, I guess so. Remember like they were like, we're we going to refresh every nine months or whatever. Well, yeah, because remember she and Dolan started teaming up in the dying days of Black and Gold. Because remember yeah. that's when Mandy Rose showed up and she was like watching them for some reason. Right. And that was the forming of the, one of the greatest factions that Correct. ever lived. Correct. So I guess, I don't know. They, they're finding out, can Jane do stuff or not? Are we like main rostering her? Because remember, they're like, it's either kind of like, they made it sound like you're going to get a brief time in either your main roster or your cut, right? So wh which is it? Anyways, Holland's taken on Gallus, and I did not know that this was a gauntlet match. I knew that Ava said yeah, you, you were telling face me. them each one-on-one. Like, on one. That was funny. It's just like I didn't, I'm really smart. I didn't know, remember, it was a triple threat with the women, with uh, Rizzo and... Miss Parker, I was like at this moment, I real I'm learning oh, that yeah. this is a oh, yeah, yeah, mixed yeah. tag. So, anyways, 
Holland's taking on Wolfgang first, and I I hate the I put I hate the B shirts that Wolfgang wears. Those or the Gallus wears those black and white stri or black and yellow striped shirts. Probably black and green. Is it? Their oh, greens you're are probably color. right. Oh, that makes sense. They still look like bees to my colorblind eyes. Oh, that's one of my weaknesses. Green and yellow. <laughs> so it's, on full display here. It Sorry, looks folks. like bees to you and literally nobody else. Well, Nate, because it's green. Your brother. I don't know. Would he see it the same though? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so, anyways, Wolfgang finally takes off his shirt. So I was happy about that. Holland wins like a suplex stopping battle. They're each blocking each other for a little bit. We come back from a picture-in-picture -picture commercial, which in at Canada we don't get, or at least I don't get picture-in-picture. So Holland's now facing Mark Coffey, and I'm like, what, what <laughs> is going on? This is, like, worse than missing part of the Heritage Cup, because it's, like, it's completely different. Yeah. Now, and it's, like, you're just, like, what? It'd be, like, walking in the room to a completely different match, and but, like... It was, because it's, like, oh, this is a gauntlet. Because, again, I don't catch commentary often when I'm taking notes, right? So Especially on NXT, I don't think you want to. No, it's... It, well, it is no Booker T again. He's, yeah, but it's Byron. It, you, he you were complaining is about him, the so. most vanilla of vanilla. It's... <laughs> ridiculous nothing he says matters byron is like, like i don't know how so they fired kevin patrick for not having enough personality or whatever but byron sax has been oh, here for literally as long as i can remember he was on one of the original nxt seasons he just looks like i don't know if he's been here since like completely like since then ai generated the but most byron's been in wwe i think as long as i've been watching which is at least eight years because he's been here as long as i can remember right so the replay shows us holland hit northern grit to uh, Wolfgang. It's like a Northern Lights bomb, I think. Yeah. Kind of like what Eddie Kingston does. So it's an, it's an RA move. It is. I don't mind it. So then Mark Coffey's working Holland's leg. He gets caught coming off the ropes into a Holland Uranage. Ooh. B-T-B-O-H by Holland. I thought I would remember that. Oh, belly to belly overhead. Yeah. Okay. Nailed it. All right. All right. Spine... I thought it was some like abbreviation for like the best of the bells or whatever. No. That's what I thought too because it's Coffey's <laughs> Yeah, but involved. then it was like Holland. I was like, I was trying to do the mental gymnastics. So belly to belly overhead, spine buster, northern grit, and Joe pins Holland. Or sorry, Joe pulls Holland off of the pinfall. So then Gallus attack, they get a chair. Holland turns the table, chair shots for all of them. And I guess he's doing the thing where he's like, oh no, I'm hurting people. He's doing like, I'm surprised by my capacity for violence. And it's I'm a, here, a chair. I, here I am hurting people again. It's a chair. I think is where they're going, which I don't love. Um... So just kind of pretty basic big man stuff with a screwy finish to just have this continue, right? Action wasn't bad, nothing special. Um, and Hollis, like, so my thing is, Holland successfully fighting off all three. Remember Gallus's whole thing is, you're screwed because you have nobody to help you. But then he successfully He doesn't need anybody off. to help him. He just needs a chair. Fights them all off, so... Yeah, he's not so doomed because no one will help him. He yeah, just he took just care of the three a, of them. He just needs to keep, like, a, honestly, keep a lead pipe on you. Yeah, exactly. Lexus King, I think it was backstage, is mocking Robert Stone for always losing. Vaughn tells King to leave. King gets into, like, your kids should look up to me and not you sort of thing and maybe tell them to watch my match later. So obviously, that's up upsetting. Uh, Stone gets mad. So King is just, like, this irritating presence that gets under your skin. Whether you're heel or babyface, it doesn't really matter. He's just there to annoy everybody. I'm not hating it anymore. Not liking it, but, like... I'm getting it a little bit now, right? It used to be like go away heat, and now it's like, okay, you're like this annoying sleaze ball that just yeah. irritates everybody. Uh, no quarter catch crew, another one of my abbreviations, are admiring the Heritage Cup. Dar and Mensa come in, insult them. Dar thinks they're trying to steal the cup, but no quarter catch crew are saying they want to win it, represent it, obviously because of the heritage and what it stands for, represent it I properly. I actually like that because that makes sense. But aren't they heels? 
Yes, but like I think they're Blackpool light. At least it's like Dempsey would be perfect for the He seems cap. to be the one. Although their whole gimmick now is they don't tell you who you're facing. It has to be Dempsey. Dempsey's awesome. He was the one saying like to restore the whatever, whatever prestige. Plus and Dempsey was it. also in UK. And I think right. we even said back then he should have done it. He should have. Dempsey's we always have been, been saying that it. since then. I like Dempsey a lot. Me too. Uh, Tatum Paxley taking on Lola Vice. You really want to make a Blackpool like you need his dad managing them. I agree. Uh, Paxley chose a Especially couple of cool things. Born. Like she's trying to do things differently. She had one where she kind of floats over into a German. I don't know if she delivered the German or not, but like she kind of jumps over them. And then I didn't quite understand because Lyra Valkyria comes down to support her when she's been saying like, yeah, I so, saw her I like know. carry her off after, which I thought was weird. Tornado kick back fist, but Paxley kicks out and she's like, this keeps happening right in front of Lyra as she's, and it's like it's inspiring Paxley to kick out and get this, whatever. Anyways, leg choke, but Paxley won't tap. She kind of passes out right in front of Lyra as well. Decent short match between, I, between, I think, two of the better newer women. Um, it's obviously not amazing, but Paxley's been there for a minute, though. She has. And Lyra sh is, again, showing up and cheering seems. I don't know, like a, a big change, right? And I hope we get an explanation for that. And I think Vice and Paxi have potential. And later on, it's weird too, because there's another segment with Lyra and she literally, someone, I forget who, refers to Paxi as her friend. And she's, she's not my friend. Like, I don't know. You just came out and cheered her on and say, anyways, whatever. The family are backstage. Uh, uh, Tony D's briefly talking to Luca Crucifino. And I think Tony D was like, who are you sort of thing. Uh, Rizzo then shows up. They're going to try and win their match. That's my summary of that. Um, it was just felt like... Fluid. I don't want to hear her talk. Great news. Did you hear Shotzi's there? Wants to talk to Lyra? Yeah. They have a tense interaction. Lyra gives Shotzi a title shot. Why? They've been going at it on social media, they tell us, which is my favorite way to build a story. You know how much I love that. Yeah. Like, just so... trust us. You didn't see it, but we've been saying mean things to each other <laughs> on social media. <laughs> Which I love because then they have to be the kayfabe in real life. Yeah. It's kind of like the bump. And so Paxley was there and she kind of comes to and was like, oh, so we have Shotzi next week saying we. So she's still tangled up in this. Rizzo taking on Jade Parker. Rizzo takes her earrings off at one point. Rizzo <laughs> is really athletic. I was noticing that. And then they talk about she was like, I think a multiple time All-American track athlete. So like, remember I said even her cross body off the top to the floor was like yeah. actually cool. Her dropkick looks cool. Like, she's really athletic. And um, we hear an audible Miss Parker chant in the middle of this. Parker wins with a forearm, which I thought was I didn't like it. an interesting... Oh, yeah, you were around for reminded a bit of this, cross. Right? I did see a bit of it, yeah. It reminded me of Cross, and that's not a compliment, because his forearms are something I regularly make fun of. It was, a, I thought, a fine effort by two, like, inexperienced people. And, again, Rizzo's a crazy athlete, and Parker is, like, a believable powerhouse sort of thing. So who knows um, where they'll end up. Dijak is watching footage of Gacy costing his match last week with Dragunov. We get the Gacy laughter sort of out of nowhere. Dijak has a duffel bag with something in it. And I immediately, without knowing, said gimmick match of some kind, I bet. And maybe not. But it did, did you hear what was Straight in the bag? jacket on a pole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a pole match. Oh, I hope it's a pole match. That'd be awesome. Braun is backstage. Corbin walks up, asks if he's ready. Braun's kind of like... Yeah, but not enthusiastically enough for Corbin's course. Like, that's all you got. And he goes on to say, like, it's been six years since I've won a title. So this is a big deal for me. Braun needs to stop thinking about SmackDown. Um, and then Braun says he thought Corbin would be too busy with all of his Super Bowl friends, I guess, in the football world. Or I don't know. He what, did do football, right? Yeah, he did. 
Uh, Braun wants Corbin. Did they turn around some angle with him and McAfee? Braun's really trying to get Corbin to say wolf dogs, right? That's the ongoing thing. And Corbin says that if you focus and we win tonight, I will say it one time for you. So that sounds like Black and That's the deal. Velvet Again, their chemistry's good, man. They're pretty entertaining together. And I don't know if you want Corbin back on main roster, but if you, you could bring them up as a tag team. I think he's earned it. And they're entertaining. Honestly, like I was saying to you with the main event, and I guess I, I'll probably mention it again later, but it feels weird to say, like, I'm happy for Corbin. With I this. know. I feel like, kind of like Balor, because I thought Balor's NXT run last time was awesome and, like, the best work of his career. I think this is probably Corbin's best work, and he's proven that he's not as bad as everyone's thought he's been. Because I'll agree, I thought he was kind of, he kind of sucked for the, the word last I few used years. is this stint, it's been charming. Like, he's been charming in it's, this. It has won me over. Even, like, from the bits I've seen, I haven't watched like, as much that, as you. Even the but way he was with Dragunov doing that whole, I even like that too, I'm yeah. rich and successful. From what I saw, either or. And then Braun, I thought, I think is really proving himself to be an all-rounder. They just have chemistry. They just seem like they're having a good time together. Which is good, because, like, and imagine this being an overscripted Vince thing. It doesn't work like this. No. So... I think it it benefits from being kind of feeling kind of loose at least. Right. Like even if it's not, it has that feel to yeah, it. Yeah, and if it is loose, that's just another thing Braun Breaker can do. Like he's quickly checking off all the boxes. Yeah, and so right? he's full main roster bound now. So he's Has signing on SmackDown, like which is good for him because he's definitely an all rounder now. And I I hated him when he Same. started on two point He was. And I'm like, like, oh, because he's got he's a man, name, they're pushing all... him to the moon because he's big and whatever. I think they did start a little too soon, for sure. You're, they gave him everything fast. They gave him the title run way too soon. Like, if he had a title run, like the main title right now, it would be so he good. He is good. Yeah, and I he's think they almost did too doing babyface now, and he's good, right? It's weird, but it's like, it's kind of edgy babyface. Yes. But like good. Because it, the bottom line is we're both a-holes, and that's why we work together. But they're being le- it's ironic. They're making each other less a-holes. They are. Uh, then we get... Mello taking on Joe Gacy. And I showed you Gacy's entrance is flipped upside down on the screen. I guess that it's just something. seems annoying. It's notable, I guess. I don't know. It just seems dumb. I thought the match was actually pretty good, but Gacy got a lot here. Like he hit a bunch of suplexes and like a Michinoku driver at some point. I'm not sure that's the best look for Mello. Mello, sorry. Not that I don't like Gacy. He's a really good performer, but this was like a 13 minute match basically where he got a lot of it. So. I was saying, I feel like he's a really good fit for TNA. That's fair. Because he's good, but he I think... He would be decent in X Division, because he's kind of like... He's somewhat athletic yeah. for a chubbier dude, so like... And I it think that chubbier for like dude the no limits kind of thing. is what's holding them back in WWE still. Yeah, I still think like, there's that. I don't care if Vince is there or not. I don't think it should matter, but it's not like Kevin Owens, where I think Kevin Owens is like... His mic work and his character works super good. Or like Samoa Joe supersedes that in, yes. in every regard. And I mean, so does Kevin Owens. But I think Gacy, like, he's good, but I don't think he's like... It's not going to be like... Oh, they really dropped the ball with him. Like, where he, he could, could be, be positioned better, near but... the top of something at. Yeah, like TNA. I don't even really see him as an NXT champion kind of guy. No, uh, I thought this was a solid NXT TV match though. But Dijak obviously has a problem with it. He attacks Gacy after the match, opens the duffel bag. It's a straight jacket. Gets Gacy into the jacket, beats him some more. Officials come out to try and break it up. Dijak ties the straight jacket, keeps the attack going, ties the arms in place. Gacy gets up. Hits with that discus boot to the face, and Gacy's thing is he doesn't care and just laughs maniacally. Yeah, right? I guess he like no sells everything. Yeah, that's an or kind. We of. always say that's a great gimmick to have. Yep, <laughs> where you can just no sell anything. Um, what's her name? Brinley Reese. Reese, thank you. I don't like that name. It just it doesn't roll off the tongue. She's doing her super positive, hyping herself up thing backstage, and Carmen. Oh, uh, Carmen. 
Carmen Petrovich, yeah? Yes. I was like, Dijakovic? No. <laughs> That's what first came to mind. And Kalani I mean, Jordan. It's, it's oddly like close. Are kind of giving Brindley some advice. Lash comes in, obviously mocks them. Lash says she doesn't understand the hype that uh, they see in Kalani Jordan, right? And then Kalani's kind of like, she doesn't know what Noam Dar sees in any of them. They get in each other's faces. Miss Jackson says they should leave. So I think Lash is entertaining. Jakara Miss, Jackson. Miss okay. Jackson is not very good. No. On the, does not sound very no, natural. Lash Jackson wasn't either. I mean, she's still not great, but like... And Brinley is just like Thea Hale vibes. Early Thea Hale, like the hyper Mighty Which isn't, Mouse. I guess, scrappy an dude. insult. It's not an insult. Don't say scrappy dude. That makes me think of Butch. <laughs> yeah, that too. I hate that. Uh, Roxanne is really mad. She's edgy. Did you know that? So she's in the <laughs> locker room. She's angry about how Lola Vice screwed up her title match. And oh, why does this. This why does Shotzi just get to stroll and get a match because of what? Because she did stuff on social media. Fair. What is Ava thinking? Um, I didn't know at the time, but it's Ren Sinclair. Without her awful ring gear, I wasn't sure who it was. Renkowski. I thought it was just a random person. It's Maddie Renkowski. Right. Uh, she says she understands how Roxy feels. Roxy's like, you just got here. You don't know how I feel. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm just trying to be nice. Uh, Shotzi, after all, is a two-time War Games winner. <laughs> and maybe she should get the match. Or that, maybe, uh, she's like, maybe you should be I happy. I really don't know what else she's done. You should be happy with taking on the winner of Shotzi and Lyra. And then Roxy just punches her in the face and walks off. So there's that. Yeah, it's getting more edgy because now she's hitting baby it's faces. It's now merging, like progressing from edgy to like heel i think right is the end goal for this which i will i would take full-on heel rather than what she's been doing anyways we get the latest like white typeface over black screen and it says goodness is a man's struggle evil however is human nature okada and then i don't know what that is i feel like it has to be okada i I feel like it right but they're bringing him in as like evil I don't know, and I don't see what, not I mean, evil the wrestler. It, imagine that's his. Uh, you also don't need to, second. You also don't need to bring him in an NXT. I feel like no. I mean, you they could, did it with Knack. That's what I was gonna say. You could argue that I was gonna say they didn't, but they did do it with Nakamura. Yeah. But they didn't do it with AJ Styles, and like I don't know. You, c- I don't think you need to. I don't either. But anyways, that's what they'll do. Maybe a brief stay. Give him a title run so they can start building that resume, right? I guess so. Uh, Obafemi in the ring says you can't argue with prophecy. Still the North American champion. Still the mountain of NXT. Still the man. Dragon Lee's a proud warrior, but he showed that it takes more than fighting spirit to take the title away from him. Championship means prestige, etc., etc. Um, he's the alpha species of NXT. Lee was the first, but won't be the last. He says to anyone. Um, and then Lexus King comes out. He said King wanted to come out to congratulate Oba, but he has to be honest. He doesn't think that, uh, sorry, Oba's been calling himself the ruler. Everyone knows Lexus is the king. And he thinks that's a little funny. Everyone, everyone here is a Lex offender. <laughs> that's right. The Lex, you like that, eh? That's his <laughs> followers really, are Lex offenders. It's really funny. Oba tells him to make his point to sort of speak up. And he says he softened up Lee before Femi won the title so that basically King put the title on him, right? And he'll be damned if it isn't King who's going to take it off of him as well. Oba says he doesn't deal with empty threats. King says it's not a threat. It's a promise. And he keeps his promises, so he gets a title shot next week. I don't know 
King ends up sneak attacking, going for the coronation, but Femi basically looks like he's about to hit the power bomb. King escapes. So I, I, I saw that last. Femi face heel. Don't know. Right, he's leaned back and forth. Yeah, that's what I thought was weird. It's like he so he was faced, but then he kind of turned heel against Dragon Lee, and now he's facing Lexus King, who's not a exactly notable baby face. No, but again, Lexus King is the type of person who is annoying to everybody. So I don't know, right? It's just, I think the thought is they want people want to see Lexus King get beat up, and Femi will oblige him. But anyways, we'll see. Kiana James, Brinley Reese. Um, this match was about three minutes. Kiana won with the 401k and a bankruptcy, which I think is like a one-legged code breaker, if I remember correctly. Recoil. <laughs> um, so it's sort of tying into a segment later. Basically, Brinley lost pretty quickly here to the more established Janes. It was nothing special. A little bit more than the squash match, but not much. Um, Ava says Briggs and Jensen are next week. Because did I talk about it? Briggs, Jensen came in and was yeah. like, you said I need balls, and he just attacked Briggs. Oh, no, I didn't see that yeah so that was basically where that's going um and then roxy happens to be there too because she wants a match with whatever ava's like i heard you punched ren and roxy's like yep she was in the wrong place at the wrong time and ava's like you can't be punching people but i'm edgy um ren asks for a match next week and roxy says to give it to her so we're gonna get that cool D'Angelo family, wolf dogs walking backstage. So we get Malik, Blade, and Anafe, and it's Blade going like, Brinley just lost. We need to be here to support her. Remember, she asked us to list five things that we like, loved and five things we didn't about the match, and maybe that's what we should do to her. Ha, ha, ha. And Malik's like, no, man, she was there to support us. We should be there for her because she's probably going to be crushed because she just lost that match, right? So let's support her. So Anafe's like, okay, fine. And then she walks in, and she's like, hyped she's like oh that was an amazing experience and that kiana is the more experienced person and that's why they see experience makes a difference and now she's getting so she's like thrilled with this loss right <laughs> which is an interesting take um so that leads us to i guess the main event right which was wolf dogs facing stacks and d'angelo i really like this match man and the crowd was super into it i thought everybody got to look good man tony d in one sequence in the middle was just dominating and hitting all kinds of stuff to people. Um, as we expected, right, we do get new champions. Corbin blocks a DDT, hits the end of days. Uh, Tony takes him out. They end up to the floor and Braun spears. And I told you, I went back and looked. Like, Corbin was the legal man for minutes and minutes <laughs> leading up to the finish. I thought, yeah, because he just he rolls out in the finish, right? So he gets knocked out to the floor braun spears the legal man and all of this happens in front of the ref there was no distraction no ref bump no nothing and it was a hundred percent clear that braun is not the leak so maybe it's in a storyline i don't feel like it was i feel like it's just a gaffe they made i think so but the match i was really entertained the crowd was super into it it was about 12 and a half minutes uh, i thought it was really good um there's been usually a couple good matches on every nxt lately i think this was the only really really strong match this week but I, I quite liked it. I'm uh, happy for match. that win because, I mean, it pats out Braun's resume, which is deserved. And I think it's some way to re reward this really good run he's been on. Yeah, I agree. And then I think, again, oddly enough, I'm happy Corbin for Corbin. Corbin finishes Corbin the story. deserves, yeah. <laughs> We're going to overuse that. <laughs> That's a new one. Get ready, folks. Corbin did kind of finish the story. I mean, he hasn't held a title <laughs> since I remember his U.S. title run at the end of 2017. So yeah. it's been since, like, November 2017. 
something like that yeah. since he's held the title. So it's been, he said, over six years, which is crazy. That is crazy. So good for him. Yeah, I, I agree. mean, yeah, it's NXT, but it feels earned. Uh, so TNA, talk quickly about that. Kazarian beat Jake something in the opener. Aw. It was fine. I don't... It's that decision, right? Like, the super past his prime veteran. No offense, he's still good. But Jake something is someone TNA should be using better, I feel like. So I didn't agree with this. But Kazarian's the one with the story. Jake doesn't really have one. So Kazarian goes over in the opener. Eric Young has been sort of lurking backstage, walking through the curtain. So he's going to explain to Kaz face-to-face next week what his response or whatever is. Jordan Grace beat Savannah Evans in a pretty quick match with an impressive looking muscle buster to Savannah Evans. That's no Oh, easy I did beat. see that. It looked cool. I honestly thought it was like a dude for a second from behind. It looked it looked good. Um so Grace just continuing to roll, I guess. And then after the match, Giselle attacks her with the X and then stands over her like holding the title in one hand. Shouldn't have touched it. And the X in the other. Um Gia's ready to talk to Ash by elegance but whoever the dude is that has to be some sort of indie commentator or hype man or something he was really annoying and i don't think in the way he was supposed to be Mm. so he takes the mic and goes to like just ranting and raving about how great she looks and blah and i he i think he thinks he's clever and good with words but i felt like he was just saying the same thing over and over again and it wasn't very interesting to me the big announcement is she'll make her in-ring debut next week (laughs) great so the sound check awesome. with Alan Angels last week it was Josh Alexander right where he implied that you stepped on some toes and did some dishonorable things to get where you got and Alexander got annoyed. So it's Simon Gotch this time who's on there and I told you his origin story of his evilness to attack Josh Alexander. He's a vaude villain, don't you know? Is that he was Josh Alexander's opponent on the indie scene when he got noticed and got signed to TNA. Is that true? I, they showed footage of the match. Okay, so there we go. Doesn't mean it was in the right context. You know what I mean? That I is know. also true. But so that was the story. He's like, I guess you're harboring resentment for that long because he got a contract and you didn't. But you could have said that. But also Simon Gotch sucks. There's that too. So I don't know where this is going. I'm not really interested. Match two of ABC Grizzled Young Veterans. Another really entertaining match. Obviously, ABC has to win. Um... What was the finish? A bridging pinfall. It wasn't their finisher. Oh, it was that one where, yeah, uh, Ace Austin sort of flips back and pins you and uses his neck strength to sort of get the pin. Another really entertaining match. Um, so we're obviously getting the rubber match. I would hope at a pay-per-view, right? Or something. I don't know what one's coming up. Do you know what TNA pay-per-view would be next? No Surrender. Why would you know that? No Surrender match. Who can you trust? Oh, my God. That's right. We'll get there, too. Nailed it. Dirty Dango vignette uh, with Prudius. He asked him what his PWI ranking was last year. Because I assume he wasn't ranked. Because I guess so. uh, Prudius says nothing to him. Uh, Mustafa Ali vignette, again, in that sort of politician character, talks about change and if there is a leader with a vision for the X Division. Um, anyways, the good hands then are backstage and they're now supporters of Mustafa Ali and they have a bunch of other people there too. You saw the tail end of this. Sabin comes in. And says that uh, 
Ollie's going to lose at no surrender. Saban says Ollie doesn't care about any I of them. I feel like I think they should A, have Ollie win, B, sign Ollie. I think Ollie wins. Because I feel like he could do some really cool stuff with Yeah, but they need to sign him and have him win. Is Otherwise, he not, I, he's not signed currently? I don't, no, I don't think so. And I that's why he should be signed and win. Because then otherwise, like, I don't think they ever signed Rush, right? And he beat Saban temporarily. So, like, True. then you would end up with something like that. And so I feel like they should... If you're not going to sign Ollie, don't have him win. Then. I agree. But like, if you're going to sign him, I, I think you can run with it because I think it would be really cool for the division. So this ended with Saban ends up punching a fan. Walk, another one of the supporters walked up in a... I kind of caught that. In one of the shirts of the of Ollie. So he got punched and then Hotch seems to step in. So it seems like it'll be Hotch Saban as like the gatekeeper to Ali sort of thing. Um, Rhino Crazy Steve for the Digital Media Championship was okay. Um, not bad considering it's Rhino and I'm not a big fan, but it was a fork distraction. Pulls out a fork, throws it away, ref goes for it, and Steve gets a belt shot in instead and hits Rhino for the win. So pretty good match there, honestly. I enjoy Crazy Steve, right? I, I hope they continue because he's just the fact that the man's legally blind and does what he does is it's is, I, I love I did get to see him take true. off the mask his entrance again. is cool it is really cool yeah so I kind of like him too I just need to see him a bit more often and him with the digital media championship seems weird to me but anyways. I think anyone with that belt we weird. saw a PCO well, what's vignette. weirder this crazy blind guy or old man Tommy Dreamer that's what you have to ask true yourself. true a PCO vignette where he's gonna get con at no surrender awesome don't care Joe Henry versus Diener. Um, AJ Francis comes out. I was going to say, did this match? I don't remember this match. It's because Dalla comes out uh, before the match. I did see this. He's not good. His? So here's the thing. Was that rap video he put out, is he thinking that's good? I would... <sighs> There's this no, meta, I, and he's like, I know this is bad, and I that's going like to get he me heel heat. Good. I don't think, like... I think he thinks he's good. I think so, because I remember I disagree Hit Row did this, and it was oh, it was okay. But, like, I think Swerve can actually, because he's got some... Yeah. Like, his theme song's good, This right? didn't sound good. No, I, I didn't like it. And then... He's immediately outdone by Hendry. Joe Hendry comes out, it made me laugh, because he's like, this is how I make people feel when I do this? Like, this is awful. I feel terrible. It was kind of funny. to do another one. And like, what could I possibly do about it? I couldn't have a rebuttal. That would mean I had to have something prepared already. And then sure enough, he does. And again, AJ Francis's thing is you just keep making fun of me for one stupid thing, right? And, <laughs> and he, he just does, does exactly a whole that. second song or third or whatever. About him diving. He like threw this rag doll over the ropes. And the funniest part is that the way the doll fell over the ropes is basically exactly what yeah. he did in real life. And then it was focusing on, because it was a photo of saying like you pay women to stand with you and make you look good and your best friend Steve who's just this normal looking like dude <laughs> Steve's catching straight and Steve was the whole like focus of the last part of this so I thought it was pretty funny I'm not gonna lie it, it, it did make me laugh I liked it especially because I don't really like Top Dollar so right I'll take it also TNA AJ or TNAJ Francis is lame um so Danny Luna ended up beating Killer Keller Killer Kelly because um, Masha started to get involved, but Jody was there to take out Masha, so Danny rolled up Killer Kelly. Decent match, and it's obviously just leading to some sort of tag team situation with them, I assume. Uh, Masha and Kelly attack Jody and Danny after, but Decay's music hits, and everybody gets scared, obviously, and get out of there. They're scared. They're from a third dimension, don't you know? So brutal. Moose Kushida was the main event. 
I wasn't, I can't say I was paying super a lot of attention to it, but it seemed fine to me. Moose won with the spear. Kushida's gimmick, I think, is lame. He needs, to, he needs to freshen up something. He's cool in the ring and everything, but I thought it was just an okay main event. After the match, Eddie Edwards, here's your big moment, right? Eddie Edwards, Brian Myers come down to celebrate, attack Kushida. Alicia slaps him a couple times. Myers beats on him. And then Alex Shelley decide to wait until their buddy is beaten down on the ground yeah. with the other guy standing over him yeah. before they run down. Yeah. And then, sorry, sense. what was Hannah fans? So and then like, explain why it's stupid. The thing at the end was after the brawl settled and the baby face in the ring, he's like, at no surrender, you got to ask, who do you trust? And I'm like, and I'm asking you because I don't no watch this. evidence of anyone's Yeah, dissension. someone who doesn't watch, I'm like, is this not just two cohesive factions? It is. Like, am I stupid? And so you said it is. And then I thought... As far as I can remember. And shot in the dark here. Because again, I don't watch this. My only thought was that he's mentioning this because there's going to be a Kevin Knight heel turn out of left I field. I think so. Because... Although his offense is so not heely. Yeah, I don't know. But that's happened before. Like Pac True. and Lucha Bros. Like yeah. spe- specifically Phoenix. But like, why else would you mention that? Because otherwise it makes zero sense. Because... Unless it's like, is it some sort of reference to how late those guys came down? But they don't usually acknowledge stuff like that because yeah, that's a slippery like, slope, right? It, the system's a new faction. There's been no dissension, right? So it's like, no. the only thing I could think of is a turn and I could be completely off base, but if I'm right. But then oof. if you're right, then, then in hindsight, it's like you telegraphed it. Not you, but them. Then it's, yeah, which would be weird, but I guess it's like to tease something, but it's like you could have at least. It seemed weird. Teased a turn so then it's the, not like, completely out of left field. Go home line, right? Basically, it was the last line of the show. Yeah, it was. So yeah. you're was, not saying that off. for no reason. That's not just like him ad libbing, I don't think. So. No, because that wouldn't make sense. Seemed weird. But, anyways. It is very strange. That was TNA. Do you have any uh, SmackDown? Um, no. Since it's just happened? <laughs> No, I just thought that the Rock um did some he was doing like the he did like the guns up and of course people posted about it. So yeah. Rocks and the Bang Bang Gang, not the Bloodline, but I see Rocks going full heel, which makes sense, but uh, not much to comment on that. All right, and you said there is not any figuring updates this week. That's gonna wrap it up. Again, our short episode ended up at two hours and nine minutes as that we approach sense. it. Makes sense for us. Um worst of update i'm like halfway done it's been busy little stretch here but things should start Mm -hmm. slowing down so we'll get there in the maybe march break i don't know but anyways we'll get to it but thanks for tuning in to episode 187 spending some time with us as we discuss wrestling really do appreciate it contact us if you want to fnswrestling at gmail.com i will reply and fns underscore wrestling underscore podcast on instagram leave a comment on youtube if that's where you're listening love to hear from any listeners especially any new ones But the ones who always contact us, appreciate that. Love to hear from you guys too. Have a great week. We'll see you back here next Saturday for 188. And until then, everybody, take care.